Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply will cover prices on FanDuel and DraftKings as always. And before we get into week nine, let's take a look back at week eight and pretty solid week for us here. Expected more out of Austin Eckler, found the end zone, kind of saved the day there, but he was definitely the disappointing one in the six pack. But the Stafford to Galladay connection was great and Tevin Coleman crushed it for us here. So a solid week, but not going to dwell on last week, the good, the bad, the ugly. We wipe that aside and we move on to week nine. So let's keep the ball rolling here. Let's get started at the wide receiver position. A guy, there was a lot of rumors. Is he going to be traded or not? But he stayed put. I think he's happy he's there. We're going to go with Robbie Anderson of the Jets. So 5500 on DraftKings, 6200 on FanDuel. Solid prices here for Robbie Anderson. And what's going to happen with the Jets? Le'Veon Bell going to get a ton of ownership. And I like Le'Veon Bell this week against Miami. You can fire up anybody against Miami. And he's very cheap, especially in FanDuel at 7K. But what we can do is pivot over to the passing game. And I know it's been ugly. Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Robbie Anderson not been very consistent. A lot of weeks, Jamison Crowder is their best wide receiver. But 28.7% target share for Robbie Anderson over the last month of the season. Miami, we know, struggles against wide receivers. Fifth most fantasy points allowed to the position. And that was with Xavier Howard in that lineup. He was put on IR yesterday. Smash spot here. I know it's a low total. It's an ugly game. Tough to swallow. There's better games to target on this slate. But I think we can mine some value here out of this game. I think we can do it with Robbie Anderson. I think hits for a big play here. I think he scores a touchdown against this Miami defense. Buy low here. Good prices in a big spot here. Gets the Dolphins for Robbie Anderson. All right, guess what? We're going to stay in that game. I know. Ugly, ugly, ugly. But I think there's value on the other side of the ball. Running back, Mark Walton. So 4,500 on DraftKings, 5,700 on FanDuel. And yes, we want to cram in McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Absolutely. But if we need some value at the running back position, I think Mark Walton, the way to go. Has worked himself to the top of that depth chart. Kalen Balazs, it's just absolute garbage. I think they finally realized that. They shipped Kenyon Drake out of town. So maybe he's the last man standing. Maybe he's the best running back that they've had all along. That's yet to be seen. But has seen six targets in two of the last three games here. So that's encouraging, especially on DraftKings with that full point PPR. And only the Houston Texans allowing more receptions per game to opposing running backs. So this spread very close here. Jets only three-point favorites. Not like it's going to be a blowout here. I think Miami, whether they don't win games or not, we can debate that somewhere else. They've been competitive the last couple weeks, and I think they are here again at home. And I think the reason why is Mark Walton has a nice day and easily eclipses this salary, provides great value on these numbers here against the New York Jets. All right, let's go to the tight end position. We're going to pay up here with Hunter Henry of the Chargers. 
So this is the late night, the late afternoon hammer, whatever you want to call it here. But Green Bay and the Chargers should be an absolutely fun game to watch. You know, the Chargers offense really been struggling, bogging down a lot, especially when they get near the red zone. But I think against this Green Bay defense, they're going to find some success here. So we have a close spread. Green Bay only three-point favorite. One of the higher totals we have on this slate. We have a lot of low middling totals in the mid-40s, low-40s. This one's sitting at 47. So I think it's a game we certainly want to attack here. And Green Bay's defense, much improved, no doubt. But against tight ends, they haven't exactly been great. Fifth most fantasy points allowed so far to the tight end position over the first half of the season. And Hunter Henry just gets a ton of targets in this lineup. No matter who else is in the lineup, this guy is going to get the ball. We know they're going to look for him in the red zone, but averaging almost eight targets per game since returning from his injury. you got to pay the price. I know there's some cheap tight ends that may be attractive here, but I think Hunter Henry, a great option, worth the money. Get him in those lineups this weekend against Green Bay. All right, let's go back to the running back position again. McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, too easy. Let's find you some alternatives to go with Mark Walton. We're going to go with Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. So the Lions, 2018, one of the best teams against the run. Once Snacks Harrison came to town, 2019, not so much. So it's a matchup we can continue to expose here. They've given up 123 or more rushing yards in five of the last six games. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points per game to the running back position. And guess who has allowed the most receiving yards to the running back position? Yeah, that's right. The graphic says it right there. You guys are geniuses. The Detroit Lions have allowed that receiving production, and Josh Jacobs starting to get more involved as a receiver. I know they have Jalen Rashad there who gets a bulk of receiving work here, but Jacobs can get the job done. 20-plus carries should be in the cards here. The Raiders are favorites at home, so a good spot there. Josh Jacobs in a good spot overall against the Detroit Lions. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position. Let's spend some money on Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. So definitely going to cost you. 7300 on DraftKings, 8200 on FanDuel. Not a cheap price tag, but when you're averaging almost 11 targets per game over the last month, I want you in my lineup. Another reason why. We saw Mike Evans go nuts last week against Tennessee. We know a lot of people playing this game are new. They're going to fall into recency bias, and they're going to want to go right back to Mike Evans. So like we did with Galladay last week after the big Marvin Jones game, we're going to do the same thing here with Chris Godwin after the big Mike Evans game. And both guys are in play, no doubt. I think Evans can still have a decent game. I think both of these guys, and even stacking them together, makes a lot of sense against the secondary. But I prefer Godwin here. The Seattle secondary, not very good. 19th in DVOA against the pass. And Chris Godwin bounces back in a big way here against the Seattle Seahawks. All right, that's five. Let's take a look at my favorite play on the slate. But before I do that, guys, I need a couple things from you. First of all, subscribe to the channel. We want to make life easy on you here in the Fantasy Bar, and that's how we can do it. That'll let you know when the videos are coming out. Hit that little bell, be notified. We have NBA six-packs kicking off a couple times a week. This video, the Yahoo football video, and, of course, other great content from Roto-Grinders that you're going to want to get access to. So... Hit that subscribe, hit that bell. Also, if you enjoy your time in the Fantasy Bar, all I ask is you hit that thumbs up button. Never going to ask you for any money like a lot of people out there, a lot of sites out there begging you to send them money. No, no, not here in the Fantasy Bar. Just hit that thumbs up button. That's the tip jar here, guys, and I greatly appreciate it. And as a thank you, we're going to run it back again. The Beast of the Week contest, closest in Fantasy Points to my favorite play of the week, is going to win a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium or a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt. So let's go with DraftKings points this week. 
Get in the comment section, and whoever's closest is going to win. Who is it? Who are we guessing on? Let's take a look at my favorite play of the week. You know Mass, the beast of the week. All right, beast time. We like this spot for Tampa Bay. We owe you a quarterback. We're going to go with Jameis Winston against Seattle. This week's beast of the week. Now, I know, Jameis Winston, it's not pretty. The turnovers, everything that comes along with this. But the numbers tend to be there no matter how ugly it is. So just don't watch the game. And at the end of the day, he's getting you there in most weeks. Over 300 yards passing in four of the last five games. That's big on DraftKings, that 300-yard bonus. Multiple touchdowns in four of the last five games. 12 total touchdown passes over his last five. And we have the highest total on the slate, 51 and a half. We have a six and a half point underdog. So Seattle most likely playing from a lead here. What does that mean? Lots of passing for Jameis Winston. And I know there's going to be a couple interceptions mixed in there. That's part of the deal. But I think he goes over 30 fantasy points here. Nobody's going to be comfortable playing him. Compare him with Godwin, who we like. You can go with Evans. Hell, you can go with both of them here in this matchup. I think Winston easily goes over 300 yards, approaches 400 yards in this game. I love this spot for Jameis Winston. Not a play for everybody, not a play for the faint of heart, but I will definitely roll him out there in some lineups. Jameis Winston, my favorite play of week nine in this week's Beast of the Week. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here in the Fantasy Bar for week nine. Don't forget, Beast of the Week contest. Get your fantasy point guess there on DraftKings on Jameis Winston below the video. Hit that thumbs up button, guys. And also, anything else you want to talk about, that comment section is there for you guys. You can also reach out and follow me on Twitter. At Beermakers fan for rotogrinders.com. I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck tonight, guys. Yahoo video will be out tomorrow, so keep an eye out on that. But appreciate you stopping by the bar and good luck here in week nine. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday morning. It's uh, it feels a little, a little later than normal. Just we have the uh, times rolling back, but of course, it is time now. A little fantasy draft morning. What I'm Eric Cram, joined by as I am every Sunday. We got Big T. We got the Hoopster. Tony, how we doing, man? Uh, I was doing good. I mean, I woke up, saw Hoops' beautiful face. I'm excited. A little six to midnight, but now I see this just terrible NHL lid on your head, and. <laughs> From midnight back to six in a hurry. Hey man, this hat's comfy. Like I, I'm it better a be comfy. It's a freaking NHL hat. Like, I'm a comfort over style kind of. How guy. you gonna win on a Sunday wearing an NHL hat unless it's Granny's? Because, because the NHL's the winner, man. That's just how it is. What's up, Hoop? How we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, up I, and at I'm them. glad you joined us today. I yeah. I really just assumed that you were going to come up with some sort of you know the London game. You were gonna blame the kids on something. Oh, sorry, we're at a water park or whatever. Like, it's good to see you. Yeah, I hit the. Uh, um. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know where I go. <laughs> Slow start this morning. Slow start. I've like I, I was anticipating getting an extra hour of sleep last night. Didn't happen. Um, kids up early, so that means I'm up and at them. But yeah, so I was like first six weeks. Who made it? Then kind of fell off the last what two out of three, but I'm back at. Him. We're gonna go on a nice little run here. Okay, hey, I, I got faith in you, and of course we're coming over for a good old NFL slate today. We're gonna get to that here in just a second, but I got to let you guys know. I assume that you like football if you're watching the show, and I gotta let you know that we are running a discount for the college football DFS package. It's available for the remainder of seasons, just a hundred bucks. And that's $100 well spent because I broke even in college football yesterday. And I don't know a you-know-what thing about the sport. So I'm planning on firing the rest of the season. It includes the bowl games, too. And you know that the contests across the industry, they're going to be getting big for the bowl games. So make sure you check that out. Also, FanDuel's single entry series is here. It's four weeks of contests left. Various entry tiers. You can play high. You can play low. You can play both. Whatever. The six finals at the end, they get to go to the WFFC party in Puerto Rico and play for their own prize pool. That's going to be pretty darn cool. I feel like I'm running out of time to qualify for that. I got to start firing a little bit to get to Puerto Rico. Also, in conjunction with our friends over at Vegas Insider, Sharp Side app, ten thousand dollars in total prizes for the contest going on, including weekly and half season prizes. It's five thousand bucks to the winner. Download the free Sharp Side app for iOS or Android and make picks for the NFL lines, the NFL totals. You can pick as many or as one as you uh, as you feel like doing. It's great. You don't have to pick every game. I like to pick every game. That makes it more fun. So make sure you check that out. Also, last thing. I want to give a shout out on air to the guys rocking the Roto Grinders Bab, Hershey 122, Creighton 3, and M. Pimpton 4. I don't know how I feel about reading this Creighton 3 thing. I was not a fan of the old Creighton, the old Creighton basketball team back in the day, but they're over to a new conference. No longer torturing my salukas in the Missouri Valley Conference. So, um, Tony, how you feeling about the slate, man? I mean, I'm feeling great. Uh, I, I like this slate. I think it, it kind of reminds me of the old school, like two, what was it, two or, two or three years ago when these running backs, you would just jam these like uh, high-priced guys like McCaffrey and Cook today. We got a good value with them. No one's going to play these guys, I don't think, together, maybe in cash. I, I want to hear what Hoop says about this because this reminds me of the good days when – I would just play these guys and t- kind of figure out receiver after that. Take your 30 points or whatever they get you and have a big leg up on all the people that bust at certain spots. Maybe you hit receiver and really have a huge day, but 
I want to hear what Hoop the Hoop thinks about McCaffrey and Cook. Yeah, so I I agree. Like I I definitely like that route. Um, where I don't agree is where it's going to be contrarian. I think it's going to be pretty popular for one main reason to play both of them. Yeah, not popular, but I think more more than you're thinking for one main reason. That's wide receivers pretty weak. I mean, there's not really uh, you know a, a wide receiver to to pay up for. Uh, you know, a couple of them are off the slate, uh, have some injuries. So I think a lot of people are going to be mid-tier to, to cheap at wide receiver, which naturally will make those those high-end running backs uh, pretty popular. I do think McCaffrey will be way more popular than Cook. So, I mean, if you're playing one of them, I think that's not a bad bad pivot point right there. Do you yeah, don't I, think the 10K is scaring people away? Uh, no. I mean, just because of the way the slate is. I mean, it's uh, you have some cheap tight ends. You have some cheap wide receivers. And there's, I mean, there's honestly not really a, a high-end wide receiver to pay up for, or, or a high-end wide receiver that you'd feel comfortable paying up for. So I think that'll just naturally drive ownership to those those high-end running backs. You guys are making me excited about this slate because I am I like Dalvin, I like McCaffrey, but I'm struggling to get him in my lineups. So I'm actually paying up at wide receiver in a few spots, so it'll be interesting to see. And I, I'm glad that that's a more contrarian approach because I was terrified that I was going to be on a few guys that were just too chalky but we'll get to that here in a little bit let's go ahead and kick it off with the Jets of the Dolphins and Tony you know where I'm going with this man it's important. <laughs> you guys I mean you guys got jokes on Twitter together you got you guys you guys are too funny well today's the day though today's the day this game's shooting out baby all right Tony I'll let you talk about I your might game. get my first windmill of the year for this game today <laughs> like all these guys are we just talked about it so I feel great about the week. I'm planning on jamming these running backs. I mean, at the very, very least, I'm playing McCaffrey and Chubb or Lev or these guys. I mean, if I don't play Cook, I'm for sure jamming two of those guys. So I need to save a receiver, like Hoop kind of said. And all these receivers in this game just look so tasty to me. First of all, I think on a site like DraftKings, Robbie Anderson and Crowder are priced up a little bit. Same, same with uh, Darnold. But that makes me like the, the, the stack even more because I don't think anyone's really going to play these Jets guys all that much just because they're actually pri- – they should be like in maybe the 4Ks in, in there and they're in the 5Ks, which makes me like it. And then obviously I like my, my Miami guys, Preston every week, <laughs> Devontae every week. We're I, shocked. I'm gonna, me I'm gonna me like and Crane are shocked. Yeah, I mean, you guys know I'm going to like this game. It fits so perfect with the, my roster construction this week. I, I like it. I think I. Whew, I think it's the one. Right. Tony, we we got to talk, man. We just got to have a discussion. And I and I'm just a little uncomfortable saying this to you about this game. I'm with you, baby. I yeah. love this game. I love this game. Ooh. I love Le'Veon Bell. He's one of my favorite plays on the whole slate. You mentioned Robbie. I'm Throbbie for Robbie. You mentioned the passing game with Fitzpatrick. <laughs> what did you say? Throbbie for Robbie, man. I like that. That's good. Yeah, I'm here for you. Throbbie for Robbie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fitzpatrick, a guy who loves to air it out deep against a team that can't stop the deep ball. I like Devontae Parker. I don't think I've played Devontae Parker in three years. I'm here for you. Preston Williams, I like him. Who Make it three for three, baby. Well, it's funny. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't mind the spot. I mean, I'm not as I'm not throbbing down low for the spot like you guys are. But um, it's funny though. The one guy that I like maybe the most, you guys didn't even mention. Uh, we. Who the hell are you talking about? Oh, 
Demarius Thomas. Oh God! They are like forcing him. Robbie. <laughs> they are like forcing him the ball. Robbie for Robbie. I played <laughs> Demarius a few weeks, but God, he's bad. Yeah, but they're like literally like forcing him the, the football like a ton. At least they were it was against the Patriots. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just oh they're kind of giving him a bunch of looks all year. And he's only four K. Like he's the cheapest out of all of them. But I agree. Like I'm buying the Le'Veon Bell squeaky wheel narrative this week. Like they they have to get him involved. It's a perfect spot. Like James was that last week when Connor was just getting 25 yards at a time. Just these massive holes that you know Big T and Crane could hit. Like. And he, this is just like a perfect, perfect spot for him. Like I said, I'm buying, well, buying the narrative. Was Crane wearing the Elvis outfit going through the hole or just normal clothes? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, not my finest costume ever. Elvis, maybe. for sure. Um, the problem I have here, I just don't – you know the Dolphins don't want to win, and this is a game that they could potentially win. I don't, it, just, it just scares me with the Dolphins. Like they're clearly trying to go 0-16 and – I don't know. It's it's it, it to me. It's risky. I like the Jets side quite a bit. I think the Jets pound them in this game, so I, I'm not overly excited about the Dolphins. Why like, does everyone always want to take Miami too? Like Miami's like the trendy pick. Every, I don't get I'm not, it. Like, not talking every DFS, like just picks. Yeah, like like people. Yeah, like they're always the, the like the trendy pick. Like they don't want to win. Like why would you put money on a team that literally is trying to lose football games? It's yeah. funny too because they're always they always play a pretty good first half. Like I think they're always a good first half bet. Yes, and they always just get they just stop playing and get. Killed. <laughs> I mean, it just it's yeah it feeds right into that narrative. Like they literally don't want to win football games. Like I don't care what anyone says, they they have no interest in winning. Yeah, how weird is it going to be when we see the Fitzpatrick to Devonte Parker combination win a million bucks today? I mean, it's going to feel pretty good if if they do because I'm going to have a chance to win some cheese. All right, let's move on to a game that even Tony can't love. It's Washington of Buffalo, 36.5-point total. Buffalo, 11-point favorites at home. And, Tony, can you find me anything to like in this game? (laughs) Just the same thing I say every week with Buffalo. I mean, you can always play Allen to John Brown. No one's going to play John Brown because his price. But he's a deep threat against Washington, so – I mean, I'm not going to play him if I have one team, I'll tell you that much. But if I, if I play 150 teams in these Millie Maker type contests, I'm never fading John Brown completely because two plays to the house and he's a slate breaker. So I think you always need to have him in your player pool. And I don't hate Singletary and the the Bills D on, on, on a team too, so – I don't know. I don't hate Buffalo as much, but I'm definitely not playing any Washington guys. Yeah, it's weird with Singletary. Like, last week, only three carries for 19 yards. He did see six targets in the passing game. I don't expect him to be passing a ton here. I want to like Singletary, especially at that price. Like, I'm just not so sure I can. Hoop, what do we think about Buffalo? Oh, yeah, I mean, their defense, obviously, is a great play uh, at home against – what Haskins is starting this time around. It doesn't really freaking matter. Uh, low, low total. They're big favorites. Should pound him here. Um, I don't know. The running back situation is frustrating. I mean, the, the, you know Frank Gore is going to be involved. Singletary, they're hesitant to give him the full full workload. Um, you know I have to mention my boy Cole, Cole Beasley because I do it every week, and you guys make fun of me every week. So just something that has to happen. And then uh, John Brown as well. I mean, he's such a deep threat, I think. And play virtually every week, and he could easily get get loose here in uh, you know against this this Redskins secondary. But you know, Allen hasn't been throwing the deep ball, so there's a little bit of risk, but still a good play. 
You know, the nice thing about Cole Beasley is he's getting that red zone work. He's had touchdowns the last two weeks. And despite that, who you know how many points he has the last two weeks? Who? Cole Beasley. He has touchdowns in two straight weeks. Yeah. All right. He how many? has under 21 points total. Total. In two straight weeks. So. Oh, sorry, didn't didn't hit your thirty-seven point nine x threshold. Maybe maybe next time. No, he didn't even three point seven x threshold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cole Beasley is, is a poor man's uh, Preston Williams. They both suck. Don't insult Cole like that. The yeah. funny thing is, if you if I showed you their box scores, like all the way, you wouldn't know which one was which. It's like the <laughs> Spider-Man gif. They both score like ten every week. Never fifteen and never five hardly. Like don't play Cole Beasley. You know, especially in tournaments. Don't be playing no Cole Beasley. I should talk up a, uh, the the website too. I I used to always have to click somewhere else for like a player card to see. Like I'd always like click DraftKings or wherever to see the the new the new HQ where you click the name. Like when I just click Cole Beasley on the lineup HQ, it gives you such a nice clean layout of the prices and the, it's a nice little pub if you're using HQ out there. Yeah, even on the um, – it's just a much cleaner look. So, whoever was doing that – You can see all the prices, too, which yeah. I, I like to see, like DK, FanDuel, Fantasy Draft, all in one little spot right there. All right, let's talk Titans at Panthers. 42-and-a-half point total. The Panthers, three-and-a-half point favorites at home. And we touched on it at the beginning of the show. Hoop, do you like Christian McCaffrey today? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously uh, – and, and, you know, DraftKings – Fantasy draft, they got the price up there. I don't think it's going to stop people from playing them this week. I think the biggest reason is what we saw last week against the, the uh, 49ers. I mean, they got absolutely trucked, and this dude still breaks a 40-yard touchdown run over 30 fantasy points. Um, just such a such a safe play. He'll be super popular, and he's a very very risky fade. I mean, he he's doing it. I mean, he's doing it all facets of the game. He's on on the field the the entire game. Never comes off. You know, the rushing touchdowns, the reception, just so many outs for him to have a big game that it's it's tough to fade. It'll, it'll be the most popular running back uh, today. And, and Oh, no, no, no. He won't be the most popular running back today. <laughs> There's one guy we'll get to, but he'll be very popular and, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, I saw a stat the other day where he's having – he's on pace to have his second-best fantasy season ever behind one of LaDain Tomlinson's seasons. I mean, if you're fading McCaffrey – I mean, you're you're being brave. He's not on my main team right now, which is a little bit terrifying. But uh, you know, the 10k price tag it is prohibitive. But I know Tony, you're planning on just jamming him everywhere, right? It's just so. I mean, when you fade this guy, which I've done a few times this year, it's, it's, him, it hurts. And you see him get in that open field and just take off. Like it's not a good feeling because this guy's got power, speed. He's just got it all. He's facing Tennessee. Who I, I, I mean, again, I'm not this biggest stat guy, like, like I always say, but I think that I heard that they're one of the worst teams against running backs that catch the ball out of the backfield. I just, even if he, even if say he does bust, he's still going to get you a number that I'm okay with. I mean, what's, what's the worst he's going to get 20 outside of injury, like 20 ain't going to kill me. I know I want more for sure. Yeah. I want 37 X, but I'll take the <laughs> high floor, the high ceiling. I mean, I'm good with it. No, I agree with you. I mean, the floor is just so incredibly high, and I think you put it put it well there. I mean, it's you know the worst case scenario is twenty. Yeah, I mean it, that's not the greatest, but you you can live with it. You can still win some stuff if he gets twenty. 
Yeah, and MJ uh, Jennison in the chat, he brings up a good point too. No Jarrell Casey, who's the best defensive run stopper for the Titans, and he's out today. So yeah. Um, when did was Carolina off last week, or did they play? They, they got, played the they Niners. Won. Remember, they, they got, got smoked. Oh, yeah, they got, yeah. That's why I thought they were off. They got just whacked. <laughs> oh, they got worse. I mean, they kind of took the week off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, they were off two weeks ago. So they they were off on a bye and then got waxed like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I've heard a lot of talk over the last few days about this Carolina passing game. People want to play DJ Moore. People want to play Curtis Samuel. I understand that we are void of value on this slate. Not a ton of value out there. Tony, are you willing to play the Carolina passing guys? <laughs> I've kind of made fun of these guys since the offseason where – they were like the trendy Randy Moss plays of the year. Like everybody thought they were just the sweetest things ever. They're fine. I mean, they're in this range again. This is why I want to jam the running backs because every running back or every receiver, it feels like is between like 4k and like 5,500 type thing where just everybody's in that cheap range. So I'm okay with it. I mean, if you're playing McCaffrey and you want to run it back with someone, I mean, they're, they're cheap. So, Whatever, like they're not my favorite, but I don't mind it as the last piece type thing. <laughs> You're killing me in the chat, man. <laughs> You're killing me in the chat. Tony, do you have the chat up? I don't have it up. I mean, it's uh, just like, You're missing out on a. Uh, yeah, you got to get in there. It's, it's a special thing. <laughs> you actually enjoy it. Yeah, I know. Right? Might, hey, might, we, might, we might get an early windmill if he reads the it chat. It is funny. Like, every host gets trolled on here except for Tony, and they just talk about Tony. All the, all the chat just talks about Tony's third leg. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> the truth I have the a truth. guy on Tennessee that I like quite a bit, and you guys are both going to hate him. Like, I know you guys are going to Oh, God. Is it that one dude, you t- the tight end you gave us the one week that got a donut? Donut Smith scored like 20 no, points. No, not Johnu. The dude I've never heard of in my life. Who Who's that guy? Oh, no, definitely not. I like what was that dude's name? I don't even remember anymore. He's dead. <laughs> who was that guy? That, I'm trying to I think. I know who you're talking about. I think it he was, got uh, a touchdown the week after. Of course. <laughs> Are you in this know, chat, Tony, or no? I got to pull it up. I oh, you're too late. You're going to miss it all. It's over now. Anyways, we, you guys were just talking about how Carolina just got torched by San Francisco on the ground. And since Carolina, you look at DVO rankings, they have the worst, the absolute worst DVOA against running backs in the league. And yet Derrick Henry is priced under 6K. Oh, God. His, you're I, fading Christian McCaffrey and you're playing Derrick Henry? I'm not fading Christian McCaffrey, but I'm saying – that Derrick Henry's oh, 5.5K, and he's got the best matchup for running back. I was the trying to pull up the chat, and then you just, oh, you made me puke. Who looks like oh. you don't hate it? Who's got that look like he's like, yeah, I can No, he that. hates Derrick Henry. I promise you. Like, yeah, I promise I that's a That's a name I haven't clicked all season. <laughs> and, I mean, he's had a good season, so maybe it's, it's not the right right move, but just no, so many, right so many dudes at running back. I mean, there's just so many guys. I mean, talk about Le'Veon Bell, McCaffrey, Cook. Even like Aaron Jones, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not going there. You know, their team totals under 20, hovering right around 20. Like, but you know, he's had Don't a good season. Derrick Henry, he's got, I mean, in, in in his defense, he's got three three touchdown upside anytime he takes the field. And you need that though because he's not. His freaking three touchdown games are so tilting too because it's always like just they're, they're not going to be tilting for me today, buddy. You seriously great. playing Derrick Henry on this slate? Yes. I think he goes for like twenty five points. I really think he's just going to crush it. I really do. Oh look, you get look. I've hurt. Tony. <laughs> I've hurt the. You've you broken them. Like, You've broken them. Hey, of all the shit you give me for Miami, and you're oh on this slate. 
You're talking up Derrick Henry. Oh my! There's like five just incredible running backs. Well, I mean, that, actually, you know what? That is the. That's actually now that I think about it, that's even worse than I thought because you have one guy that's just a stone stone lock at running back. Like you, you have to play Jalen Samuels, so you're, you already got one spot filled. And you have to play one of the studs, so like yeah, it's, that's worse than I thought. I'm sorry. I, I, I tried, I tried uh, clearing a path for for your play, but I, I retract that. Oh man! All right, fine. <laughs> it's the it, it's the worst run defense in the league, and nobody's going to re- play a running back that's going to get over 20 carries. I don't, I don't get why. I, I don't, mean, because he's literally slower than me. That's okay. <laughs> he's terrible. I'm fine no. with that. We're all going to play Jalen Samuels. We like bad football players. I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. All right, let's move on to Minnesota. You're going to play Henry. Seriously, play him over Samuels. Like, that's the only way you should play Henry. And just hope Samuels, like, gets hurt or something. Play them both. I can play them both. <laughs> Look at Tony. Just I mean, I'll be stunned if you win today with Derrick Henry. Put it that all way. Right. All right, that's fair enough. All right, you Minnesota. Can, you can take your victory lap on me on Twitter. I mean, if if I'm taking a victory lap, we've had this discussion. I better either twenty x my money or have six figures. First. Then, then I'm. At, I hope you take a victory yeah, lap. I don't. I don't want to see that. any other victory laps out there. Goes twenty x your buy-ins or hundred k. That's the rules. All right, Minnesota, Kansas City, forty six and a half point total. Minnesota four point favorites at home, and you know, hoop. We were talking about Christian McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook's right up there with him, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he's had a phenomenal season. And, you know, a lot of people were on it uh, prior prior to the season. And I don't think anyone thought it would, would be as good as it's been. I mean, he's been phenomenal, so steady every single week. He's been, you know, right there with, with McCaffrey a lot of weeks. And, um, you know, that's why I, I really like what Tony was talking about early on, you know, playing both these guys. It's not going to be super, super popular, but, you know, it, it's a lot easier this week than it's been because we're not looking at any of these top, top. There's just the, the slate's void of top-tier wide receivers. So I think people will do it, but I, I like it. It's a great matchup, too, against against the Chiefs. Their favorites here. I mean, just watching the, this Chiefs run defense, like, dudes are going, like, five or six yards before they're getting touched. And, uh Cook is, like I said, phenomenal season, active in the passing game, just really, really safe, like matchup proof, and this is a good matchup, so really like Cook. I think he's phenomenal, phenomenal play today. Yeah, like I look at the guy here, and I, I really do think he's just as good as McCaffrey this week. Tony, I know you like McCaffrey a little bit more, but you're planning on jamming both these guys in, right? For I'm for sure jamming McCaffrey, I think. I'm not 100% on Cook, too, just because my problem with Cook isn't that I don't love him. I just love Chubb and Bell, too. So, like, I just – I love those top – that's why I just – I can't imagine playing anyone but those guys because they're just so elite today that I think they all crush. And I'm for sure playing two top backs in Samuels. So, it's pretty clear. Roster. And everybody else. That's fine. I mean, I'll be different at a receiver where there's actually variance, not running back where there is no variance. <laughs> uh, he's just thinking like that's subtle digs at me. Uh, no, I'm, it's not <laughs> subtle. I told it's you. Not subtle. I flat out said it. That's not subtle. <laughs> um, these receivers, I've heard some talk about stuff on digs again this week. They're, look, these guys are fine every week. I'm not sure I'm going to land on them this week. Cooper, are you playing this passing game at all? The Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Probably not. I mean, they're they're in play. I mean, I think there is a path to this game shooting out. I mean, Matt Moore actually looked pretty solid um, in in his start last week. So I, you know, they they were able to move. Who did they, who did they play? The Packers, right? 
I the Packers. Remember, man, I've moved Packers, on. Packers, right? Tony, Packers, Chiefs, last week. <laughs> yeah. Busy talking to D. Yeah, Kender in the, the chat Packers. here. I, I mean, this guy's calling me out. D. Kender. He said it's a big T throw. This hoop would love. Is this hoop? Is this hoop's bot account? <laughs> he throws his weight around in the post and fouls out in three minutes. Oh, sounds about right. right. Yeah, I mean it, that that's actually a pretty good analysis. Has I anyone mean. ever seen hoop and D. Kender in the same place? <laughs> <laughs> I, if you want to, Tony plays basketball. He's like a white Rasheed Wallace. That's how Man, he plays. Not anymore. And plus, when he, I mean, the, the people like to reference his high school stats. Do they realize he played high school basketball? And, like, I mean, there's, like, 20 kids in the entire school district that play basketball, and Tony was one of them? Like, of course you're going to have good stats. Like Tony, you literally would crazy. Been, like, all world if you had played where I played, like, in my district where I grew up. Like, it was – you had, like, the shortest, whitest dudes there doing Yeah, that. well, it's the same – yeah, same thing Tony had. I mean, <laughs> there's no difference. <laughs> One of these days, who – There's no difference. Time and there'll be no more talk. I had 20, 20 kids within, you know, 30 square miles that played basketball. I mean, Tony was be, one of them. To be fair, Hoop, we all know that – you're not going to show up if we. Oh, are. exactly. So I, I have to I have to yeah. be careful what I say. I mean, I didn't uh, realize there was 20 kids in the middle of Denver. Like yeah. I thought Denver was a big city. Well, now, oh, it's booming now. Back oh, then, though, it was, now yeah, it, is. it was a little town, little I town, little little right. town. Tony, is there anyone? Over, do you play against anyone over six foot? <laughs> okay, let's, we'll find okay. Out. You're talking about Matt Moore a little bit, and he looked good. Let's pump the brakes on that. He's still Matt Moore. Um, this Chiefs side, though, I always, I never want to play these running backs. The receivers, of yeah, course. Yeah, CCSU finally backing me up. It was like a D two A high school, like Division four. Man, easy pickings. Division, what does Division four even mean? No, I mean it's just a time. Like I said, about twenty kids in the area playing basketball. <laughs> we can set it up, hoop, whatever. Tony's <laughs> no, right. playing in like the church league. You guys like the Chiefs at all? I like I like Matt Moore a little bit. You guys like him? No. Tony, uh, I gave Matt Moore last week a, a shot, and he, he was did okay. well. I know, but that was with two weeks off. It was Minnesota's D. I just don't like playing guys against Minnesota's D. They they always freaking play good. I don't know. Like I don't hate. I never hate Kansas City. Yeah. Like what about yeah. Travis Kelsey? Because I get the feeling he's not going to be overly popular this year. He screwed a lot of people because he just never really seems to have that huge game. And yet here we are in a slate. That's void of stud tight ends. Nobody wants to pay up for tight end. Tony, I feel like Kelsey could be like a really good contrarian option in tournaments today. Who? I Travis said, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. He, Tony, yeah, I'm too busy talking trash here. He's completely checked out. Hoop, what do you think about Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I, can't, I, I don't he's trying to, I'm definitely not playing Kelsey. Like, there's no way I'm playing Kelsey. He's in the chat trying to defend his crappy performance at the Roto-Grinders party. That I mean, was on, I didn't uh, that, was on, that was on camera when he couldn't get a bucket against the uh, RG employees. Um, I liked that. Uh, I, I, I didn't I, lose a game. <laughs> hey, those rooms got were carried. Tight. You got those carried. By who? Man whoever Gone. scored because you didn't. Mangone scored. <laughs> I said. I said whoever scored because you sure as hell didn't. Did, did Bobby Fye carry me. <laughs> hey, I was Someone did. Team. What are you talking about? I was. Crane. On Crane carried you. Yeah. Um, Crane wasn't I, on my team. <laughs> Someone did because you didn't put the ball I in was, the I, bucket. I wow, am I just that invisible out there? You guys don't even know. You guys just look at that disrespect. Look at that. He wasn't, wasn't on my on team. team. Nowhere. We wore the same jersey, man. We were the same. I same, thought we had a bond. Same sweat and tears. Man, that, that's painful. 
Or y'all do the show your damn selves. <laughs> All right, Tony hates Kelsey. Hoop, I know you like Kelsey a little bit. Yeah, I mean, good tournament play. Like, I don't think people will be on him. Uh, I mean, finally got in the box with Mora last week. It was long touchdown. So, I think uh, I, I, I kind of like the Chiefs a little bit, their, their passing game. I mean, they, he's going to have his full complement of uh, weapons here. Um, you know, a lot of speedsters. They can break, break plays. So, I don't uh, – I, I, like I like the Chiefs a little bit here. All right. Are you playing some Tyreek Hill too? Uh, I, I'm interested in tournaments, yes. Yeah, Tony, you like who do you like on this Chiefs? I assume we're not going back to Sammy Watkins ever again. <laughs> I mean, he's another one of these receivers that's in the in that range. In that I would say we are supposed to play Sammy Watkins at low ownership at under five k. Exactly. That's a, exactly the point. That's a great point. I think is this is when you want to play him, and this is the kind of my build I want today. I want to jam these these running backs that are locks. And maybe I hit on a Sammy Watkins catch two touchdowns and I win a tournament because of a random Sammy Watkins game. Like, I want to take chances on these cheaper receivers, and I think Sammy Watkins is good. I mean, Tyree Kill is way expensive, so no one's going to play him too. So maybe I like Kansas City more than more than I initially thought just because the upside and how low-owned they're going to be. All right, Bears at the Eagles. God, we just spent so much time on that game and we barely talked about the game. Uh, 41 and a half point total Philly four point favorites at home hoop. I never really want to play any of these Eagles guys. I know Zach Ertz is going to get some ownership this week, even though he's hasn't done anything all year. What are you doing about this Eagles team? Yeah, they're a tough team. I and mean, they just have so many weapons. Now they get Deshaun Jackson back, Alshon, Ertz, Goddard's been good. They have like 30 running backs they use. It's just, it's a tough situation. Um, I, I couldn't could never pay like full price for any of these guys. That's why I think Herbs is interesting on, on DK. The price came down quite a bit. Um, the problem I have here, I just I think the Eagles absolutely dust the the Bears. So I, I don't know if this will be you know much of an offensive explosion for them. I just they're just such a better team. I think they start rolling here in general. Um, so I really like the Eagles minus that four today for DFS. Like I said, just a just a tough game. I know a lot of people are. Interested in Allen Robinson. Like, I just don't want to play a wide receiver that has Mitchell Trubisky throwing him the football. Like, Trubisky is a disaster. I know the matchup's good on paper, but uh, I'm off the Bears. Not not a ton of interest in the Eagles. Like I said, I think the Eagles dominate here. Yeah, you mentioned Allen Robinson. I mean, it is a great match. But I understand the concerns with Mitch Trubisky still. They're going to have to put up yards at some point, I think. I mean, it's where else is it going to go? It's not going to go to Trey Burton. David Montgomery is going to be running into a wall all game. I like Allen Robinson today. Tony, what do you think about the Eagles team? Are you on Allen Robinson? What do you think about this game? Yeah, Allen Robinson's another play, kind of like these Chiefs guys, where he's priced up a little bit in that range where it's tough to, to get him if you're playing the good running backs, and that makes him a good play to me. So I think he's a good tournament play, and Ertz – is going to be one of the, probably the I'm, I guarantee Hoop likes him in cash. He has to because I think Ertz is going to be – he's been terrible all year, but he's just so cheap that he's got to be a good cash play, at least I think. Uh, Hoop, is he not who you like in cash? I do. I mean, yeah, I like that price break. I mean, it's – I don't know. It, it is kind of a tough situation with, with Goddard being more involved, but with Deshaun back, I think that could potentially help Ertz a little bit. Goddard might be off the field a, a little bit more. Um, but the price, the price on him, and I like on DraftKings, he's he's four point seven k. I do like him quite a bit. Yeah. 
I like Gabriel too as like a, a one of those cheaper guys that fits with the running backs. He what has he done? What's he done since that big game? He's been hurt, right? No. Yeah, I mean he well last week he had you know six targets, seven points. I don't mind Gabriel. I think Gabriel's fine. Or for fifty three, and now he gets the Eagles. I, I kind of I like Gabriel as a sneaky little play today. Yeah, I mean he's cheap enough to where I'd be willing to take a shot on him. I don't mind that at all. That's a good call. Uh, Colts at Steelers, 40-point total. Steelers, one-point favorite. And, hey, guys, are we playing Jalen Samuels today? <laughs> he's 4K. He's the only value running back worth anything on this slate. And um, everybody's going to play Jalen Samuels. hes I'm not sure I've seen a projected ownership this high. Tony, do you see the projected ownership on Samuels? Uh, I don't have it up right in front of me, but I'm sure he's going to be 70% owned. I don't yes. know. He's got to be. It's projected uh, at 62 right now, and I think it's going to be over that. Tony, we always talk about these spots. We're either going way overweight or way underweight. This feels like a way overweight spot. Why do we do that, too? And I always do it. It's probably a leak I have, a big leak, because why do we have to go all in or, or fold? Like, we don't wanna... just uh, why do we do that? Because you want to take a stand one way or the other. I know I always do it, but is it right? Like, I think I heard Levitan or someone talking about it this week. Like, he said sometimes he goes just with the field. If it's like a mega chalk guy, why can't I just play like seventy percent right, and be it. happy with it? That's fine. You See, um, yeah, I kind of disagree when when you're talking about ownership this high because. I mean, he's going to be like yeah, sixty seventy percent like owned. So, like, what are your other 30%? Let's say let's say he does potentially bust, okay? And you, you don't have 30, you know, 30% of your lineups or whatever don't don't have him in there. Like, I don't know. To me, it just – I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. Like, well, you especially when it's this – on those 30%, right? Yeah, but maybe. I mean, maybe you got to hit – I guess it depends on, like, what, what sort of tournaments and, and stuff that you're, you're playing and whatnot. But, like, to me, when it's this high – I think you just hit the lock button. But if you're talking someone like 40%, like, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying where you well, don't necessarily. What do you get from fading is my issue. Like, you get, you get a get? loss. That's what you get. It's just outside of injury. I mean, like we we talked about, I forget who we were talking about, oh, McCaffrey, where we said 20. Like, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to get you double digits. And, like, say he gets you 12. That's not ending your week if he's 70% owned. Like, you can still win. You can win whatever still. Oh, and you're talking about like a dynamic player. You're not talking about a guy that's just going to get, you know, 15 rushes. Like he's going to catch you're, the ball. You're not talking about Derrick Henry. Huh? You're not talking about a Derrick Henry type player. You're, you're talking a guy that they've lined up at in the Wildcat. He got, you know, that one week he was, he had like four completions because they were doing the thing where they're, you know, shoveling it to the wide receiver coming across. But he was a super dynamic player. Um, the probability of him, him busting here is, I'd say, really low. Yeah, I will say, and I I never say this because I always like to make fun of Bus Brook in the chat, but he says that he hasn't played in a month, and that's true. I, I think that's a concern a little bit, that he hasn't played football in a month. But then they don't play. have anyone, right? Like, who who's the backup? Trey Edmonds. Trey Edmonds. So, if you're fading Samuels, do you play Edmonds? I doubt I, mean, I, I, do I haven't even it. thought about it till like literally right now. But like, if you did, would you play Edmonds? Like an injury or whatever, whatever reason you're fading Samuels. I mean, no. maybe like I, I don't think I'm gonna. That's a little cute for me. But I see what you're. I see what you're saying. God, if Trey Edmonds is your backup, like you're not busting outside of injury. 
<laughs> Even if Pittsburgh doesn't score, he's going to catch what? Four balls? I mean, he's going to – Yeah, either way. Yeah, like that's, like, that's decent points. I don't – it's the, like, what do, we, what do we expect when we play a 4K receiver? Like, we're happy with – I mean, we want a big game. Again, we're, we always want a big game. But you're not mad if he gets you 12. Like, you're, you're fine. It's whatever. Like, yeah, it doesn't you kill can, you. Week. You can win a million bucks if he gets 12 today. Yeah, easily. You absolutely can. And when he gets, like, 20, you just – you have no chance without him. Like, you're just not – you're not yeah, going to yeah, with that. Yeah. Unless you have like three running backs that are all going for over thirty-five, like that's that's the path right there. That is a that. path that you could do too. Is if if you're fading and play three of the stud running backs and yeah. just do the same thing and hope you hope you just bank something. Like maybe they all go for if you play three running backs and they all go for thirty plus, and you somehow bank your receivers, then yeah, you could beat a Samuel's team. But yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. But as far as an optimal build goes, no, you got to play Samuel's today. Um, other guys in this game, the Pittsburgh passing attack, I don't have a ton of interest in. Hoop, do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I like Juju quite a bit. He has a nice price tag on uh, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. And then the other guy who, who actually I like a lot, another cheap wide receiver to throw in the mix, uh, Deontay Johnson. Like, he's been solid. He's balling, um, yeah, and they're looking to him quite a bit. So I really like him as a, a cheap wide receiver. Um uh yeah that's probably about it jack doyle on the other side i know is uh gonna have some ownership at like what is what's his price tag yeah super yeah, cheap he's, yeah he's cheap um i haven't been messing with these these colts wide receivers when when ty hilton's out it seems like they're just cycling them in and out there's no consistency to it so I, i'll be off all those guys but doyle's interesting and then i, I like juju and and deontay johnson quite a bit yeah outside of jack doyle eric ebron i have no interest in these colts guys tony do you I mean, I'm too happy that Empire said hoops on three bad bets today. That makes me feel great. <laughs> I'm all, listen, you know, I'm, I mean, all, I'm always going to be I'm always going to be on three bad bets. But it's just amazing how when it's all said and done, I'm sitting at about 65, 70 percent. Oh, we're down to 65. We're, we're, we're trending. 65, 70. Usually it's an automatic. We're at 70. Today it was uh, 65, 70. I'm going to have to get in there. No, what defend. was the question? Yeah, defend. He didn't say which three were the bad ones, though. So you got to guess which three no. were the bad ones. That's probably the, we we have two the same, so I'm sure that the, the, the it's three the bad other ones. Three. It's the other three. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got to be. All right, let's talk Tampa and Seattle. Fifty-two and a half point total. Seattle four and a half point favorites, and this is when the slate starts to get fun because we're gonna have some shootouts this afternoon. And this is one of the slates where if you're winning money early, don't be feeling good about it. Um, Tony. It's really tough to decide. It's kind of a weird slate, too, before we hop into this. Like, it feels like all the value is early and, like, the good plays are late. So, like, you kind of hope all your value guys get there in the morning and then you get a root on all the good plays late. Like, can't you see it being one of those weeks where all the value guys smash early and you're, like, all excited and then these late games somehow bust? And <laughs> they're, just, they're just duds and next thing you know, like <laughs> – Zach Pascal's on the winner. Yeah, that's just uh, that's like I, I just feels like that. I shouldn't say that because everyone's playing all these late guys, which I am too because you have to. But it just seems like one of those weeks. And then our Jets, our Jets, Miami game ships are all the cheese. Woo! Yeah, Devontae Parker. <laughs> but yeah, right. this Seattle Tampa game. I mean, it's one of those games where basically everyone's a good play i mean you got the seattle side actually carson i take that back carson there's no way i'm playing him against tampa with all these good running backs you know hoop likes him though 
He doesn't like Carson today. No way. Not with all these other guys. No, there's no. Wait, wait, I know. Yes or no. Hoof, do you like Carson? No, I know. No, I mean, this is this is like the one spot. I mean, this Bucks run defense is like elite. I thought you were going to like the guy that gets 25 carries. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Hoof I usually is so do, predictable. But... He always just likes the best plays. Like he, he's never going <laughs> to like Carson. If Hoop is so well, then you guys are going to wins all the money. Why aren't we just doing what Hoop does? Because <laughs> we don't know who the best plays are. Like he does. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are going to be surprised though. You're going to be surprised at this game. My take on this game. All right, let's hear it. I don't like the game as all that much, to be honest with you. So you like my theory that these late games are just going to bust on us? I just don't like the – I don't know. Like, okay, for I'm thinking about how this game could go down in my head and how Seattle likes to win games. Like, they like to get a lead. They like to establish the run. So, first off, I could see them spending their first couple drives jamming it endlessly with Chris Carson, which would essentially be the end of the first quarter. Two yards uh, of carry, baby. Yeah, like they're going to – they're just, I don't know. I just could see them doing that. And then you have the other side. Okay, let's say they do get out to a lead. You know what they like to do when they get the lead? They like to go ahead and, you know, run the ball, grind out the clock, keep the ball in bounds. I could just see this at the end of the, you know, yes, I do think Seattle scores here. I'm not saying it's going to be a seven to three game. I could see this being a 24 to 10 game. The Seahawks win 24 to 10 in the fourth quarter. They're just kind of running out the clock. They're a team that, you know, if they have a big lead, they really don't, you know, keep their their, their foot on the pedal and run up the score much. The game scares me. I mean, obviously, yes, it has shootout potential. The total is sitting at 53, a relatively close spread. But uh, I'm a lot lower on this game than uh, a lot of people for those for those reasons. Yeah, you know, Tony, you and I spent some time this week talking about this game on Exum, and we both sort of had the same take that – if Tampa somehow gets out to a two-touchdown lead here, good luck fading the Seattle side because yeah. Russ, Lockett, and Metcalf are going to go bonkers. If Seattle gets out to an early lead, though, I'm kind of with you where I think that this game could disappoint. Now, one, two guys I don't think are going to disappoint, Evans and Godwin. Like, those guys haven't disappointed all year. I don't see a reason to think they disappoint here. Tampa's going to throw the ball either way. But the Seattle side, I genuinely do have some concerns from a fantasy standpoint. Tony, I know you're big on Lockett this week, though. Uh, talk to me about the Seattle team. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you, though. Like, it, it is going to come down to game script. Like, if somehow Seattle gets a lead, I like it a lot less. But the good thing for if Seattle gets a lead is Tampa's always just going to sling it around. I don't know. Like, the total's already dropped two points. It was 53-and-a-half. It's down to 51-and-a-half. So, I mean, I, I definitely could see this game going a lot of ways. So, if you're playing a bunch of teams, you definitely can't fade it. But – it's not bad. And you're naturally going to fade it, too, on a lot of teams just because they don't fit. The game doesn't fit with the the core, how everyone's going to build this week. That's one of the reasons who probably doesn't like it, too, because the guys just don't fit with the build. Like, if you build, jam these top running backs in Samuels, you can't afford to pay 7500 for these receivers. So, I don't know. Like, I, I like these guys. It's always hard to choose between Godwin and Evans. We always act like we know. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't, depending on who hits. One of them will probably crush again. Lockett. I do love Lockett, though. Like, I can't see any way. Pass funnel, unless they just get a lead and just pound it. But I don't think they'll be successful on the ground. So, Tampa gets a lead. Seattle chases. I don't know. I, I could see it going both ways. Yeah, the, other, the other thing that I wanted to mention that I didn't was uh, you, you always have that – Winston game looming the the you know four interceptions 
lost fumble type game. Like we've seen it once this year and he does it a few times throughout the season. And uh, this could certainly be one of those spots as well. So there, and there's, there's a lot to, to worry about, I think in this game. Yeah. And I will also say if you're playing Russ, like I, I think running it back is kind of overrated, but if you're playing Russ, like you need to be running it back on the other side because the only way Russ gets there is if these Tampa guys are getting there as well. Yes. Let's, let's talk to Detroit. And Oakland. Can we play Cam Braid on a, on a terrible tight end week? I think so. Yeah. Sure. I like, I like him. I mean, he was out there a lot of snaps and tight end is horrific this week, right? Like, yeah. The agree. problem is Tanner Hudson was getting a lot of the red zone um, snaps. That's that's like that's a concern. I wanted Bray to sit so I could just play him. Like he is, he's like twenty five hundred and like he's four K or something on Fanduel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wanted cool. to, I wanted Bray to sit. That would have been perfect. Yep. The move had Tanner Hudson chalk. Tanner Hudson and Jalen Samuels talk. What chalk? What could have gone wrong? Yeah, he would. He's he would have got a zero for sure too. But <laughs> Detroit and Oakland, fifteen and a half point total. Oakland, two and a half point favorites. At home, and this is actually my favorite game. And I know, like, oh, it's a high total. Of course, it's going to be your favorite game. But I look at a guy like Matt Stafford, and he is my favorite quarterback on the slate. Throws deep at the highest rate in football. Oakland can't stop the deep ball. I love Stafford. I love uh, Kenny Galladay. Hoop, are you on Team Stafford with me? You're up there in Detroit. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on this game like heavy. I like this game so much more than the the one before. Um, I really like what the Lions are doing. Like they're letting five. I mean, last season was so painful, like offensively, like what they're trying to do with like Garrett Blunt and, uh, you know, just jamming it. They've been opening up the playbook and you have to imagine after what they got out of the running backs last week, they open it up even more and just fully rely on the pass passing game. Stafford's been very solid. The deep balls have been there. Um, so I just think they pass a ton, which, um, you know, obviously leads me to believe this game has some big, big shootout potential. A lot of solid plays on both sides of the ball. You got Stafford, you got Galladay, Marvin Jones, um, a guy that no one's talking about, who I like a lot, uh, especially on full PPR sites, is Danny Amendola. Stafford's looking at him a ton, and he's converting at such a high rate, so really like him. That's easy to run him back on the other side. You know, I think Derek Carr is also in play like him. Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller, um, and even Josh Jacobs is in play. So I I really, really like this game all around. My cheap receivers in this game that I like that everybody's going to hate and you guys are going to make fun of me and then he's going to go out and get eight for 85 and a touchdown and you're going to go, oh, Crane, you were right again. I I really like Hunter Renfro a lot in this game. And I mean – a lot. The I forget the guy's name, but the Detroit corner that's going to see Renfro the majority of the game. He's the second most targeted cornerback in all of football. Renfro's a guy that's the targets have been up lately. Carr loves the short passing game. I don't think I think they're going to be throwing it a lot. Renfro's a guy too at four point one k. If you want a cheap receiver, he's projected under two percent right now. I'm a big Renfro fan. Tony just it's never going there. It's just dead silence. By the way, that's not a good. I mean, sign. it's all it's all gravy after after Henry. Like every everything sounds like. <laughs> We're going to Sizzler no matter what you say now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm good with anyone in this game. I, I like the Renfro. Again, you said it. He's in that price range where <laughs> – oh, CSU's got <laughs> I know. Yeah. You can always tell when Tony opens up the chat finally. He can't stay – he cannot stay on, on the path if, he, if he's in that chat. I mean, he's, he's done. He's – He's saying some good stuff when I'm in the middle of my thoughts here. I can't be reading while I'm talking. So Yeah, one 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 thing at a time. Let's not try to walk and chew gum, Tony. 
I mean, that's why I, I don't take credit. I definitely can't walk and chew gum. So <laughs> I can't beat hooping, hooping the old hoops. Can I take your name? Like if we win, win in hoops, can you no longer be known as hoop? Like, <laughs> what do you want me to be? <laughs> yeah. Like you have to submit a name change. Let me know <laughs> when you come up with an idea. Yeah. Renfro. Anyways, Renfro's in that range, same exact range in this four to five range where I'm going to live today just because of the running backs I'm playing. So, yeah, Renfro, I like it because it gives you some late exposure to these high total games, and it'll be lower owned. I don't think he's, like, one of my favorites, but I don't hate it. Yeah, Hooper, are you on Team Renfro, or who do you like from this? I like, it. I like everyone from this game. There's not one person you're going to match. Even Marvin Hall. Give me some Marvin Hall. Where's he at? How much is he? Not Marvin uh, Cheap. Marvin Hall. I'll take Marvin Hall, too. Why not? When he's on the field, he's getting bombs. Tournament stuff. Just turn. I mean, not, I mean, I'm not. You like Danny Amendola. You don't like Marvin Hall. <laughs> I like this. This. You this like Cole is, Beasley. I like know, Mr. Give me Mr. Beasley too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about I like all the little whiteys running their little inside routes? <laughs> seven catches for 28 yards. Sign me up. Didn't talk about Josh Jacobs. I mean, are either of you guys on Jacobs, or are we just sort of gloss? Over? He, he falls. I like Jacobs a lot today, but he falls kind of in that Henry category where the guys are just so good above him that I just can't fade those. There's not enough spots. Like on fantasy draft, which we we haven't talked a ton about the pricing on there, but today's a great day for fantasy draft yeah, where all the running backs. You can play four running backs. So then all of a sudden, I don't hate Henry and Jacobs and these guys as much on fantasy draft because you got one extra spot where that's huge today, too, because these running backs, you could play all the running backs today. So I I, I like Jacobs, though. Like, he, he's a good play for sure, but I'd rather just play the passing game the way the roster is set up. Yeah, Hoop, do you like Jacobs or anybody else that we haven't met? Like, we, we barely yeah. mentioned one. Waller, and he's probably the best tight end player. Yeah, state. well, I mean, yeah, I think he's in play. Jacobs, I I prefer those other guys, so it'd be more tournament uh, type stuff. And you know, if I'm stacking this game, I want it to be, you know, passing the passing attacks to get it done. So just because of that, I'll I'll be off him for the most part. But I do think he's a fine he's a fine play. But I, like I said, I, I prefer all passing aspects of this game much more. All right, Green Bay at the Chargers, a sneaky high total, especially because I don't think. We're going to see a ton of ownership in this game. 48-and-a-half, Packers, three-and-a-half-point favorites. And uh, which one do you mention Aaron Jones earlier? Was that Tony or was that who? Uh, I, think I, th- I, I think I threw his name out there. Okay, yeah. so Aaron Jones against the Chargers. Look, I'm going to like anybody against the Chargers. That defense stinks. What do you think about here about the Green Bay side hoop? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like this another game that I like in general. I mean, we need these uh, we need these 4 p.m. shootouts or uh, the, the, the uh, pocketbook's going to be – struggling after today because uh I, I like this game all around uh I, I like Aaron Jones um I think Devontae Adams is probably uh I'd say probably one of the best tournament plays yeah. on, on the board I love Adams like they they've obviously been super cautious with him um just I did they, they've won every game right since he, he's what are they they've only lost one I think so. they've only lost the Philly game yeah so they've uh They've won every game since he's been out. They've been super cautious with him. You have to imagine he's 100%. And then you see the video on, on Thursday of him, like, leapfrogging over the coach or whatever. Do you guys see that video? Yeah, he is healthy. Like, what is that anyways? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you've been out for a month and you're playing leapfrog yeah. after practice? 
like, what? He's full go, and I just still am envisioning the game he got hurt where Aaron Rodgers was literally just peppering him with targets. This offense as a whole is so much better. That's the one spot they've been lacking, like consistency at the wide receiver position, and uh, I think they get it back today in a big way. His price is not where it should be. You know, if he's fully healthy, the matchup's great. So I really like Adams in, in tournaments. Um, and then on the other side, there's a lot of guys that, that you can play. I mean, there is some hope with this offense, you know, getting rid of the offensive coordinator. Maybe they, this guy was sitting back and like, okay, what the hell are we doing here? Like their offense was competent to start the year. Then they go to Melvin Gordon. It was full disaster. I mean, it can't be any worse than it's been. So maybe they get back on track. I think Keenan Allen is a, he's really cheap on, on like DraftKings. I think he's a fine play. Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. A lot to like in this game. Yeah, Hunter Henry, that price is really shot up. I was enjoying yeah. it really cheap. Like I, I That's what makes tight ends so difficult. You know, they, they kind of got these guys way up there now. Yeah. How could you play Hunter Henry over Waller today? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure you can. <laughs> like, he should, if he was like a, like a thousand cheaper, then he'd be a decent play. But, I mean, I couldn't have even play Kelsey over Waller. Like, Waller's a stud in our favorite game, too. I, I just – there's no way you can play Hunter Henry over these top guys. He's in All that right. range. Well, Tony, this is a big total, so who are you playing in this one? See, I just don't like this game as much. I, I like Adams, but, again, it's just the way the pricing sets up. I can't really play Adams over guys like Lockett and, the, and those guys, but obviously he could go off. Don't play Lockett, man. I keep trying to well, I'm playing you. Lockett for sure. Man, I keep trying to tell you, man. Don't play Lockett. Like, I'm definitely playing Lockett, but – yeah, I like Mike Williams a little bit in this game. He's again, I know I keep talking about these guys between four and five K, but that's just because those are the guys I'm playing today. Mike Williams is another one that all year long dropping touchdowns, missing him in the end zone, all this stuff. He's due for a week where he catches a few of these. This could be the week where everything comes together for him. Probably won't be, but I'll play him again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike Williams sucks, but hey, whatever. What are you going to do? That's just how it is sometimes. All right, we got two games left. Let's go ahead and jump on it. And it's going to be a quick one. Cleveland to Denver, 39-point total. The Browns, four-point favorites. And this is the Nick Chubb game, and I don't really like anybody else here. Or, Hoop, do you like anybody else from this besides Chubb? I like Chubb. I like uh, I like Jarvis Landry. Uh, Odell should have a pretty tough matchup here, so I think Landry can get, get uh, open in the field a little bit. I do like Chubb a lot. I think the Browns smash here, like in a big way. Um, you know, Browns have had a very – I think they've had the toughest schedule to, to start the season. Like, it seems like every week it's a, it's a tough matchup, tough matchup. Um, I think they kind of get things rolling here against the Broncos. So, I like them to kind of smash, which makes me uh, like Chubb quite a bit. Yeah, I'm a big Chubb guy this week. Um, Tony, are you on team Are you Chubb? normally a little Chubb guy? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think Cleveland, too. This is one of the two games that Hoop got right this week because me and him are both on Cleveland. And I just <laughs> – One of the two. <laughs> I, I love Land. Landry might be my favorite receiver of the day. He's just so cheap when the only good cornerback for Denver is going to be shadowing OBJ. I think Landry just has a big game. He's so cheap. Again, he's in that four to five K range that I'm trying to kind of live in. I just think I like him a ton and I don't hate these cheap tight ends as tournament plays. Crane told me on Thursday or whenever we did the show that I was going to end up getting on my man fan. Yeah. 
did. <laughs> yes, I don't I like told you you're do it. <laughs> Tight end is so terrible that if I could get a cheap guy that's getting a bunch of targets, I, he's awful. And I, and I, <laughs> you, made, you gave me so much yeah, crap. Craig called it. I, I gave you credit. You called you're it. I'm, I'm officially on him a little bit. Talking tight ends, and I'm like, dude, you're gonna end up getting on no offense. It's gonna happen. <laughs> tight end is so bad, man. Like, oh, I mean, I either have to pay up or find one of these just terrible guys because I don't, I don't want to play Ertz all that much, and I don't even completely hate Ricky Seals Jones, my boy, and uh, just a total flyer. Like, he's gonna be under one percent, and I think Cleveland rolls. I can see Seals Jones breaking one. You can find the tight end. <laughs> the only thing Ricky Seals Jones can break is your lineups, man. <laughs> Ricky Seals Jones has like eight kids. He can break a lot of things. Oh, oh man. man. Speaking of the oh. oh, I think I, I like Cleveland a decent amount in this game. Like, I think I think Callaway, too, is a decent, like, tournament. Oh, <laughs> boy. It's getting close to wrapping the show <laughs> up, right? Are we almost yeah. done here, boys? I like Cleveland. I don't. I can't help myself. Oh. I'm going to have to <laughs> help myself pack get it off in, the man. air here in a minute. Flacco, Cody, they, they suck last week. Flacco called out everyone. This team's going to tank hard. Cleveland might win, like, 42 to 10 today. All right, Tony, I want to see your Baker teams. I want to see your Baker. I'm not playing Baker. Baker. I didn't say Callaway. Baker. He likes every pass catcher on the the Browns, but yeah, not the quarterback. That's I mean. amazing. Baker at five point one k with Chief Jarvis Landry with Chief Antonio Calvi, eating pairing with Ricky Seals Jones for no money. Come on, if you're gonna like all these guys, you gotta like a little Baker. Man, no, we, these guys are dirt cheap. Like if Seals Jones gets me fourteen, I'm gonna win all the money. Tony's gonna have like the eight highest pace, pay or uh, priced running backs on his team after he plays Landry, yep. Callaway, Seals Jones, and then goes double tight end with Fant. He's gonna have like he's gonna have like he's gonna have like twelve k per position left. Yep. Oh man, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> bugger, look at bugger eating moron. That's great. Also true. <laughs> that guy's a legend, by the way. Such a nice such, bugger eating moron. Such a nice guy. Oh, met yeah. him a couple times. I met him in San Diego. I think. Yeah. Good dude. <laughs> I think he he took down the. I think he got second place in the the who what, what, the baseball final. I think. I believe so. Good dude. All right, Patriots of Baltimore. Let's talk the Sunday night game. Uh, Patriots only three point favorites on the road. I'm a little surprised they're only three point favorites, but um, I'm not. I'm yeah. a little surprised they're favored. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's gonna be so funny. Everyone, I mean, it's it's turned into the trendiest. The talk about trendy picks. Just picking against the Patriots every week has turned I mean, so trendy. New England's literally getting like eighty percent of the action again, so they're not trendy. Okay, like how can they be trendy if everyone's they're on trendy the- within our circle? Oh. Everyone let loves going against. And the we Patriots. lose every week, exactly. Well, not we, but it's changing this week. <laughs> I guarantee empires. That's one of empires. Oh, I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> Baltimore is a good play tonight. Like, of course, it's one of his. All right. So from a every week, it's so funny. It's how you vowed two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You said, you know what, Patriots cover every week. Maybe, maybe I should start getting on the Patriots. Now every week, you go I've against the Patriots. <laughs> They've covered every week. I've, I've said it. I mean, I, I did it. I admit <laughs> this, is I have a this is the week. This is the week. This is the week. I just play the. I just play the numbers. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worked I've out lost, well. So it's I've worked out well. So far, I'll give you that one. Worked out so well. <laughs> All right, real quick, let's touch on this game from a fantasy standpoint. Who who do you like in this game? 
Oh, uh, so what? We're talking more like showdown type stuff. Um, no, it's so, on the main slate on fantasy draft. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, not not a game I, I think you want a ton of. Um, obviously, uh, you know, if you're playing the slates that go all the way through, or playing on fantasy draft or Yahoo, I think at Yahoo has it on the main slate. Um, I don't know, like I, maybe take a shot on like Sanu or something in tournaments on the other side. I don't know. I, I actually, I don't like this game at all for DFS. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't like it that much either. Um, I guess there's might be some value on the Patriots receivers, you know, that now that it's just, uh, you know, Sanu, like you said, Philip Dorsett's only 4k. That's cheap enough. Like Tony, who do you like here? Yeah. I, w- I wish we knew about Hollywood Brown. Do we, do we know if he plays? I he- think he's going to play, but he's still yeah. like, I want him to play bad because he's the guy just because New England plays Mandy, obviously that, that's why they've been so good, which means they suck against running quarterbacks. And once he gets out of the pocket, he's going to take off and that dude's going to be running down the field. So I think Hollywood breaks one or two. I think, I think Lamar, yeah, he might, he might get two to the house. Wow. And Lamar is going to go off. Lamar's going to run for like 130 tonight. I, New England sucks against guys like Lamar. Baltimore you, owns New England. You know, stop it. New England, the only thing they're going to do is say, if Lamar is going to beat us, it's going to be with his arm. You know they're going to be running that. They deep. play – their scheme won't allow you know, every, it. Every time they take away the team's best weapon, what is the Baltimore Ravens' best so weapon? They're going to change the whole scheme? I believe so. I mean, it's a very unique team they're going against. You know, you think Belichick's going to sit back and let them run for 200 yards? Well, I mean, they've given up zero points all year, so I don't yeah. see why they changed their scheme. When well, it's a, just a different team. I mean, they have had, like, the easiest schedule of all time to start the year, so yeah. – they probably haven't had to get very innovative. We'll see. I like Lamar in Hollywood. I mean, I, I'll be, I'm sure I'll be wrong again. New England does. New England does own me. I will admit that. I, they, they have conquered me. Well, there's no, there hasn't been more ownage than me with the Bears last year. Oh. Pick against them every single week. <laughs> this year, this year on them every week. That derailed them too this year. Like oh, you got that, on them and they are in over. shambles. <laughs> That's You're like Denny Green now. You got to play the old Denny Green. We, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We let them off the hook. Yeah, I did. I let them off the hook this year, and now I'm regretting it. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to get off here. We got to make way for Dean. Two poor guys that have to work with Dean. Uh, make sure you check out Fantasy Draft. They got some fun tournaments today. $25 buy-in, 50 k up top in the Hooters main event. There's only about 3,300 spots in that, so make sure you check it out. But we got to go. Thanks, Fantasy Draft, for sponsoring the show. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Tony, who, for Noah Fant, for who else did we talk about today? What other crap? Hunter Renfro. For Hunter Renfro. Henry. Derrick Henry. Oh, God, Derek Henry. I just win. I did a little partial windmill before Derrick Henry. Okay. Catch you later. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take it back. <laughs>
Welcome in, guys. Week 9 edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the Fantasy Bar. As always, providing you with six of my favorite plays over on Yahoo. Before we look at Week 9, let's take a quick look back at Week 8 here on Yahoo. Pretty solid week here. Obviously, the highlight, Tannehill to Jonu Smith. Talked about how cheap that stack was. Allowed us to get a guy like Saquon Barkley in our lineups who paid off. Kenny Stills, the big miss for us, was expecting more production out of him. The points were there. The production just wasn't there for Kenny Stills. But all in all, we'll take it. Solid week here in week eight. But we turn the page to week nine and another interesting slate here. So let's jump in at the running back position with Jordan Howard of Philadelphia, $19. So normally not a guy that I play a ton, and normally a defense I don't attack a ton, but it matches up here. Jordan Howard, what do we know? Pretty good around the goal line. A guy that can find the end zone. And the Bears allowing the third most touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. We have Philadelphia at home, five-point home favorites. We know running backs always have to target home favorites, but it can be favorable. A team playing with a lead, it makes sense. Let's grind out the clock. Let's get this guy the ball. And that's what he is, a grinder. So so we don't really worry about the PPR as much here on Yahoo. It's not as important as it is over on DraftKings. So Jordan Howard, we know, doesn't do much in that area. But the touchdowns, the clock grinder, and the sweet revenge narrative here for Jordan Howard going against his former team. I think he finds the end zone here, has a nice day, gets some Jordan Howard in those Yahoo lineups at just $19. All right, next pick for us, we're gonna go way off the reservation here. This one will not be for everybody, but I'm gonna to go to the tight end position. We're gonna go with Jacob Hollister of the Seahawks, $13. Now I know there's a few people out there that are saying, Beer, who in the hell is Jacob Hollister? You know, admit it, I know you're out there, but if you don't know, this guy's, you know, it's not for everybody. Like I said, probably not a cash game play. Actually, definitely not a cash game play. But in tournaments, this game's going to be very popular. There's going to be plays on both sides of the game that people go to, the Carsons of the world. You guys know I like that Tampa Bay stack if you watch the DraftKings and FanDuel video. But tight ends against Tampa Bay almost as automatic as tight ends against Arizona. In fact, only the Cardinals allowing more production to the tight end position than are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yes, it's risky, but does have a six target game on the logs. You stack this game up, you throw him in there, that instantly differentiates you from everybody else. I don't think anybody's gonna go to Jacob Hollister here. So a sub 5% play, risky, yes, but the reward is there. I feel good about him, I'll be rolling the dice, get Jacob Hollister in those game stacks, and even in some tournament lineups at only $13. All right, let's go to running back position here once again. We're going to roll in the mid-range with Devin Singletary, $16. So, guys, I could come on here and say, play McCaffrey, play Dalvin Cook. Too easy. We need to find some other guys that we can mix in. I think Devin Singletary, one of those guys I'm going to have in my player pool this week. Another guy that's a big favorite at home. We're talking about a nine-and-a-half home favorite here for the Buffalo Bills against the Washington Redskins. Ninth most fantasy points allowed per game to the position. Fifth most rushing yards allowed to the position. I know this guy's been more productive in the passing game i know the touches aren't there we want those 20 touch running backs you got to pay for those 20 touch running backs i think his opportunity workload really going to start to grow here we know what we have in frank gore okay got it let's see what we have in devin singletary can this guy be our workhorse i think he gets more opportunities here especially if they play out like the spread says and they're playing from ahead i think devin singletary going to get opportunities the scoring opportunities should be there i'm going to be ahead of the curve here hopefully with Devin Singletary before he becomes one of those workhorse running backs. I think he gets a nice, healthy workload here against Washington. 
think a big day is in order here for Devin Singletary. And it only costs you $16. All right, let's go to the wide receiver position. Our first pick there going to be Tyrell Williams of the Raiders, $20. So this guy we know was injured, but every game he's played this season, we're talking about five games, this guy has scored a touchdown. So getting the job done here for the Oakland Raiders, the Lions giving up over a touchdown a game to opposing wide receivers. So again, we match up those touchdown scorers with those defenses who are struggling in that department. And the Lions right near the top of the league in allowing touchdowns to receivers has a questionable tag there on Yahoo. And you're saying, what does that have to do with anything? People see that cue, the red cue. It stands out. They don't want to play that guy. And I don't expect that cue to stay there forever. But early lineup builders, and as long as that thing is there, people will avoid them. There's more popular options in this game, a game I'm very high on. But guys like Darren Waller are going to be popular. I like Josh Jacobs. Tyrell Williams got to come in third as far as Oakland Raiders exposure goes. Should be near the top here. I think he scores again against the Detroit Lions. Potential shootout here. And $20, very solid price here for Tyrell Williams against this Lions defense. All right, wide receiver number two for us. We're going to go to the other side of that game and roll with Kenny Galladay, $25. So we talked about how Tyrell Williams has scored in every single game. Kenny Galladay, multiple touchdowns scored now twice over the last month. So finding the end zone at a very high rate here. And the Raiders allowing the fifth most touchdowns per game to the wide receiver position. So both of these teams really struggle against wideouts, especially keeping wide receivers out of the end zone. Oakland also allowing a ton of fantasy points. As you'd expect, you're giving up a lot of touchdowns. Simple math says you're giving up a lot of fantasy points, and that's what we have here with the Oakland Raiders. Six most. Kenny Galladay in another great spot here. Keep mentioning potential shootout here. I think we get a lot of points here. Vegas agrees, one of the highest totals on the board. And again, very solid price here. Tyrell Williams, Kenny Galladay in your wide receiver core here for week nine all right it's time to take a look at my favorite play for week nine on yahoo but before we get to that guys i need a couple things from you as always subscribe to the channel here on youtube and it's the easiest way to figure out and find out when the videos are coming out you hit that little bell you will be notified when the fantasy bar opens up grab your seat check out the video so hit that subscribe button hit that bell also if you're enjoying your time here bellied up to the fantasy bar click the thumbs up button guys it really helps us out there on YouTube. That's the tip jar here. Never going to ask you for any money. Free of charge. All I ask, you click that button. Takes a couple seconds. Not even one second, two seconds. Easy. Appreciate it, guys. Now, also, as a thank you, we're going to continue our Beast of the Week contest. Closest in fantasy points to my Beast of the Week is going to win a free week of Roto Grinders Premium, which gives you access to everything we have. Ton of stuff there to help you build those daily fantasy lineups. So absolutely priceless if you don't have it. So we'll give you a free week there. If you're already a loyal subscriber, we'll give you a free Roto Grinders t-shirt. So who are we talking about? Who are we guessing on? Let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the Beast of the Week. All right, Beast time. We like that Raiders-Oakland game. We haven't given you a quarterback yet. I actually like both quarterbacks in that game, but we're going to go right back to the well on Matthew Stafford of the Lions. $35 this week's Beast of the Week. So the Galladay-Stafford connection was very good to us last week. Had that over on the FanDuel DraftKings video, so hopefully you guys had exposure to that. And I'm going to go right back to the well here once again. I normally like to mix it up, but this is such a good spot. I want to highlight it once again. Stafford been outstanding this season. 23 or more Yahoo points now 
in three of the last four games. So easily pays off that $35 price tag. When we're looking at matchups, there is not a single team out there allowing more fantasy points to the quarterback position than the Oakland Raiders. I know Aaron Rodgers and his six touchdowns had a lot to do with that. They have not been good against quarterbacks. We have a very high... What is going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It's actually 10-12 uh, on the East Coast, 7-12 on the West Coast, 9-12 Tennessee time. It's, of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored it's sponsored by Yahoo. Joining me today, usual suspects, it's Grant Neifer. It's Mr. Tuttle. Tuttle, you excited for today's slate? What time is it in London? Uh, I think it's six hours ahead, so uh, I want to say six or seven, depending on where you're, you know, I'm going by East Coast time, but eight or nine or 11 i don't even know if they partake in the because of course you guys are aware that the clocks moved up or they moved back i don't Wait, know if they did. partake last night yeah you weren't aware no, of this concept you know what's crazy the entire country of china is one time zone yeah i mean that's it's something i don't know if it's crazy it's a thing well, it's great like you're the same time as another part of the country that should be three hours behind you so it's like if the entire u.s were the same time zone Talking to someone like, oh, yeah, it gets dark around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. If you're talking to someone over in New York. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, sometimes uh, the year it's uh, midnight in Alaska and it's sunny out. Or, like, in Scandinavia. I mean, sometimes That's it's crazy never too. light or never dark. That is crazy. <laughs> you ever thought about going three months in complete darkness? <laughs> or being able to golf at 1 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the golf is, of course, your leisure activity of choice. Uh, we do have to talk today's slate, Grant. Uh, of course, before you break it down position by position, want to say hello to YouTube. You guys are over there. Feel free to like and subscribe. We much appreciate that as far as the old analytics. If you guys are asking questions throughout the show, we'll do our best to knock out as many questions as possible. Of course, we will answer questions from the Rotor Grinders chat as well. Before we break it down position by position, we do want to give a shout out to the sponsor here as far as Yahoo. Their big contest today going down is the Baller. Uh, just what is thirty one percent? Keep going, <laughs> Grant. You can't just let me power through with the promo. Well, I can't sit here and be qu- quiet for what 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> you can read the promo if you want. I'm just chill. You know I can't read, Dean. <laughs> you can ad lib it. You're aware. You've heard it enough. Yeah, that was a cheap shot, Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. It's a callback to our pre-show conversation. I'm still insulted. <laughs> me and me and Tuttle are still offended uh, retroactively. I should have been the most offended. Yeah, 250k is total prize pool, of course, in the uh, the baller on on Yahoo today. Uh, they do have CSV. I believe that's now a thing uh, on Yahoo as well. 
Uh, $10 a jump in there, 25K as far as uh, first place. So it's a nice, it's a nice flat payout. Here's guys in their flat payouts. Uh, and the manager fee is just 10%, which is much nicer than places around the industry as well. Uh, do want to give a shout out to those that are rocking the RG badge these days. Of course, if you're rocking the Rotor Runners badge and you finish the top 10 of certain contests, you get yourself one month free of Rotor Grinders Premium. Uh, shout outs are as follows Creighton 3. I'm reading these blind. I've not taken a look at them, so they can definitely fall for this one. Uh, hopefully, you're nothing too goofy. Creighton 3, what up? Uh, Hershey? Hershey 122 and M. Pimpton 4. There you go. Uh, single entry series is still going down over on FanDuel. Feel free to check that out to win yourself a chance to get uh, a vacation to Puerto Rico for the WFFC. And uh, the, the link's going to be dropped in chat as well for you guys as far as the Vegas Insider Contest, $10,000 in total prize pool uh, for the Sharp Side app. I believe it's 5K to the winner. That's both for your Android and for your uh, Apple phone. All right. Uh, should we have this conversation first at the top title? It's just, you know, overall, you know, screenshot as far as the slate. Uh, it's not a very pretty slate. I, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit short with the game, uh, of course, in London. Uh, 11 games, 10 games, depending on where you're shopping, if you have the night game or not. Um, there's exactly one value play, like obvious value play. It's Jalen Samuels. We currently have him projected at like 62% in tournaments, which is completely insane. But we live in the world of a salary cap and there's lots of injuries. And, you know, uh, he just kind of makes things work. Uh, g- give me your screenshot as far as this slate there, Tuttle. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting week. You mentioned Samuels is going to be uh, extreme chalk. I think wide receiver ownership is going to be pretty spread out. Um, there's a few different ways to go. Not a whole lot on the high end either. Some guys that are decent plays, but probably a bit, little bit overpriced on any other week. Um, running back, we obviously have McCaffrey, extremely, extremely expensive. Dalvin Cook, good play, extremely expensive. So, yeah, trying to figure out, you know, how to navigate that with Samuels and which wide receivers to play, I think, is, is basically the question of the week. What's the general cash build? Of course, you're going to have Samuels in there. Uh, one of the two studs as far as the running backs, two of the two, stud, two studs as far as the running backs. Uh, you can go down to a guy like Walton if you want to open up and spend up for receivers. I don't think that makes as much sense for cash. You can do it. You certainly can make that happen. But uh, what's the route you're currently looking at? Yeah, I think it's McCaffrey, Jalen Samuels, save at a couple wide receiver spots. Um, then you can play, depending on what which site you're playing at. Like on, on DraftKings, Chubb is a nice price. So it would be like throwing him as that third running back on Yahoo. I think Chris Carson is significantly cheaper. Uh, so it'd be looking at a guy like him on FanDuel. Um, Le'Veon Bell's the, the kind of the cheap guy to look at. So it, it, it just depends. That third running back is going to depend on the site you play at. But I think Samuels and McCaffrey almost come in preloaded in cash games. We're going to have the conversation as far as uh, Yahoo, Le'Veon Bell's 26 bucks and uh, the Carson conversation is $22. And I don't want to play Carson, but I think stubborn – Carroll's going to run him out there for 27 carries, despite the fact that that's probably, isn't that, it's not what you're supposed to do against Tampa. Grant, what's your overall screenshot as far as the slate? I don't like it. Um, yeah. But like there, like my biggest problem is Samuels. Anytime I have a guy that I'm pretty much going hundred percent on, that's also going to be chalk just ruins the day for me. Most of the time I just feel depressed. Like, Oh, he got a touchdown. No, it doesn't matter. But uh, I'm probably going all in on him, so that makes the first spot pretty easy there. Outside of him, like there's a lot of good mid-tier options, a lot of good uh, for running back, and a lot of cheap options at wide receiver that I really like. So it's it's not a terrible little slate. I think there's a lot of good game stacking spots, and we got your boy Brandon Allen starting at quarterback. 
He's not my. I just learned of his existence like four days ago. So he's you definitely and me not both. My... <laughs> he sounds like somebody that would be Dean's boy. No, we're not boys. We're not Facebook friends. I don't follow him on Twitter. Uh, he is crazy cheap, but uh, that, that's a good segue though, Grant, into, into the uh, you know the quarterbacks. Uh, two premium games, I suppose. You want to look at this from a perspective of a DFS as far as totals as well too. And let's take a jump. Well, let's see what's going on as far as the ownership. Let's take a peek as far as the lineup HQ a little. A little peek as far as premium what's going down here, Grant. And your boy, this is actually your boy. Isn't Russell Wilson your guy? Because you're a Seattle fan. He's currently leading the ownership projections. And I just, I don't know what to do. Because he's super efficient. But again, uh, the aforementioned Coach Carroll is just going to want to, he's probably going to want to run the ball. They're probably going to be ahead. He's crazy efficient. But as you saw last week, what do you have, like five passes in the second half? Uh, of course, you got Carroll, Carroll, uh, uh, Derek Carr as well. So he's much cheaper within the world of salary cap. Not, not a lot of value plays out there. So I like him a good bit in that matchup versus Detroit, which should shoot out to some degree. Winston probably playing, playing catch up against Seattle. Stafford as well. Well, those four quarterbacks in, in that those two games, Grant, uh, are, are soaking up what? Uh, some quick UCF math, about 50% of the usage uh, as far as the quarterback ownership. Uh, what's, who's your favorite amongst those four? You didn't mention my favorite. What about Is it Allen? Uh, no, I will play some Allen, though, but that's strictly a DK play where he's 4.1. Uh, so Josh guess, Allen. Huh? I thought oh, Josh I Allen do, was your guy. Oh, I do love me some Josh Allen. Just the problem is I don't – like he's strictly a tournament play. He has big upside. He hasn't thrown the ball deep as much or running as much as he should be recently, but he's going up against Washington, which should enable him to do some work here. So I like him. But Phil Rivers um, going up against Green Bay, a 48.5 total in this game. I think that's actually going to be pretty close. I think there was some reverse line movement earlier on in the week with the Chargers there. Rivers at 5.1K. Like Mike Williams, Henry, Eckler, Gordon – uh, and Keenan Allen like are all in the offense. When Phil Rivers has his has his weapons and he's forced to throw the ball a decent amount instead of run the ball, he can put up big numbers. We haven't seen it at all this season. But you look at the past several years, it's not like he's a worse quarterback. It's not like he has worse weapons. It's just it hasn't worked out that so far this year. The line has been awful, and that's definitely a big factor in it. But you look at a lot of the teams that he played. Miami, they were blowing him out. Detroit's defense was pretty darn good at the beginning of the season here. Chicago, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Denver all have good defenses, and they can all do some work. Green Bay is probably the worst defense he's faced since Miami. And so I really like Phil Rivers here out of those guys. Like, he's 5.1K. That seems a little bit too cheap. And then Carr, yes, he's a good play. Winston's a good play. Wilson's a good play. But they're all good. And Stafford's a good play. They're all going to draw a lot of ownership. Like, pivoting off to – Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Jets in a game that could shoot out. And Fitzpatrick's always a guy that can put up big numbers. And Matt Moore, like you have high correlations between how these quarterbacks do and how their pass catchers do. So like for tournaments, Rivers, Moore, Fitzpatrick are all fantastic plays. And out. Um, so a couple things. What, what do you think the OC change is going to – how's that going to affect things as far as Rivers? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, he's the same price on, on – uh, on Yahoo, by the way, car is 27 bucks. It's a little bit trickier as far as making things work. Uh, I actually, and this is the price difference is so drastic. I currently in cash right now on Yahoo. I have car at 27 bucks. Don't mind Winston at 29. And you mentioned uh, rivers as well is also $27 too. Can't get all, can't just can't get all the way up to a guy like Wilson. Love him at the tournaments, obviously, if things going to crack the right way. Uh, Tuttle, what's a you as far as quarterbacks? Um, 
I mean, you guys mentioned everybody, right? Well, okay, but feel free to <laughs> <laughs> sort of chime in. <laughs> um, yeah, Russell Wilson, cash game play. Worry about volume like you do every week with him. Um, tournament options, I mean, I'm, I'm on the same guys that Grant's on. Uh, Rivers, Fitzpatrick, if you want to go really cheap and get real ugly, I think that's fine as well. Um, I think kind of crazily that – uh, Carolina pass catchers are going to be relatively chalky, so it makes some sense to just play Kyle Allen in tournaments as well. Uh, pair him with that and then fade McCaffrey, even though you don't have to do that. McCaffrey obviously catches the ball enough where uh, you can play those two together. Uh, Jameis Winston in tournaments. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, you guys covered pretty much every angle. Is there anybody else you want to throw new that's a, you know off the board, a 1-in-150 play, or you're just kind of keeping the core tight as far as your quarterbacks? I'm not sure if Grant said this one, but I'm not doing it. A name I see getting thrown around is Matt Moore. Um, again, that's not something I'm going to do. I'd rather just play. I, I think Fitzpatrick's better play. Um, I'd rather play him. But, uh, yeah, I, I've seen Matt Moore's name being thrown around. I'll probably just avoid that one. But uh, I thought you were going to say Trubisky when you said, like, I've seen – because I, that's the guy I've seen a lot of people throw out there. You know he's won, like, three million makers. Uh, he's yeah, got some cheap up. receivers, and the matchup against Philly, you're supposed to be passing the ball. Um, my, my issue with Moore is that I think Minnesota just does their best to play keep away against KC and has like those seven or eight or nine minute drives, just grind the ball on the ground where KC can't stop Cook. And, you know, the key to scoring fantasy points, Tuttle, <laughs> you got to be on the field, right? And I don't know. Also, Matt Moore's not very good, I guess. I think I buried the lead. I, I mean, I, I do think that's obviously been the key to beating Kansas City, but. I don't think teams with Matt Moore under center are going to be as concerned about keeping the ball away per se. I, I still think Minnesota is obviously going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball a lot. So that's still a concern, but I don't think it's kind of, it, it's not in the same vein as what we had when Mahomes was quarterbacking where teams are just going to pound the ball, you know, 80% of the time uh, on their drives. It's going to be a decent split, but, but yeah, um, Matt Moore, I can't do it, but uh and Grant did mention him in passing. I don't know how enthused he was about the Matt Moore. He just, just kind of threw his name in the conversation. It was enthused. I mean, look at his offense. Like, look at his weapons. Like, you're talking about Fitzpatrick versus Matt Moore. It's not like Minnesota has been that great versus opposing quarterbacks so far this year. Moore is in an offense with Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Like, he has weapons to use. He has a genius offensive coach that made Alex Smith look great took him to playoffs every single year. Matt Moore can do a whole lot of work in this offense. Speaking of is, is Sammy Watkins a weapon? <laughs> I also, mean, Travis Kelsey's a beta now, so who cares about him? <laughs> well, I mean, you know that Minnesota has been one of the worst teams in the league versus the tight end, and it gives up an unreal target share to opposing tight ends. According to Gridiron IQ, Minnesota has allowed the 13 most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. Well, that's largely irrelevant. People look at those numbers and they don't really <laughs> correlate to actuality. The reason why Arizona was so much worse than everyone else was because of the lead tight end matchups against them. Minnesota going up against lesser tight ends has given up a ridiculous amount of points in comparison to the overall average fantasy points that those players score. They've actually faced, I mean, Detroit's not good, obviously, but they've faced Ertz, Ingram. Waller. Yeah, you're saying Ertz is good. I think Ertz, Ingram, Ingram and Waller, group. three of the 
best yeah. tight ends in the league. And Three I, out of eight games where we're going to call this one. We're going to get the uh, t- <laughs> tunnel with the first round TKO. <laughs> Grant, I think. I mean, not only that, he was a company man. So the only no reason why I remember this ing- angle is because I tried to use it for Ingram. Did not work. I tried to use it for Ertz. Did not work. Tried to use it for who was the other one I mentioned? Did not work. Hawkinson, you mentioned him. Uh, but by lost in that conversation, did I hear Grant besmirching one of his former boys, Ryan Fitzpatrick? I don't, didn't besmirch him. I besmirched the offense around him. It yeah. works for Waller. Waller's the guy that it worked for. <laughs> thirteen. Uh, that was his thirteen catch game for one hundred thirty-four yards. It's it's interesting because a lot of people are pointing to that Jet Miami game, forty-two and a half total, obviously. They, as uh, ways to, to sort of jam in other players and people are getting excited about it. You know, two teams that probably don't want to win this game, two bad defenses, who knows what, how the game's going to go down. And Walton's and our guy, our chief, we'll talk about in a second as far as running backs. And, you know, Lev Bell was supposedly in the trade market last week. I don't know who would trade for Lev Bell, but, um, you know, he's obviously not been very good. He's still priced up uh, probably too much in certain spots just because of the matchup. Uh, it's been adjusted, but he hasn't had a good match, a good game in like five weeks or something like that. And, no, even the coach uh, revenge game for Adam Gase. Uh, he was such a disaster in Miami. They got rid of him. Of course, the Jets coach now. Uh, that, that can kind of lead into the conversation as far as running backs. Well, Tuttle, let me ask you this. What are you doing with Samuels? You just, is it just like let's just hit the lock button? Or I can't remember if this was pre-show or if this was during the show where you were talking about um, there are routes where he might not necessarily get there or get what you need. So it's football. If a guy we have – we we had I mean breaking groundbreaking information. This is football. Okay. Um, we have Jalen Samuels at sixty percent owned. There are ways he does not pay off his price tag, even though he's extremely cheap. Um, I do think just by I'm trying to see. Yes, Josh Oliver on the board, guys. Josh Oliver on the board over in London. Um, what channel is that game? I couldn't find it. I have it on NFL Network. Oh. Um, I think. You're going to see a lot of Marlon Mack. I think the Colts are just going to absolutely dominate time of possession in this game. Jalen Samuels, obviously extremely cheap. Doesn't have to do a whole lot to get to double digits. I think it's in his range of outcomes. I think he most likely does it. But it's football. I could see, again, Colts dominating time of possession. There's the injury factor, which you can't really put a whole lot of weight into. But there are ways that he does not hit double-digit fantasy points. If that happens, you want to be underweight on him in the field. Again, probability of that happening i don't know what do you guys think what is jalen samuel's probability of hitting double digit fantasy points in the spot double percent. yeah that's a big number but like is, is 10 good enough no well you're te- you're so you're essentially playing to like all the probabilities like is 10 good enough 85 percent of the time he's going to get 10 or more but in that 85 percent of the time 70 percent of the time it's going to be 15 60 percent of the time it's going to be 18 30% of the time it's going to be over 20. Like it's not just one or the other. It's, I'll, I'll take the under on 30% 20. Really? Well, Even I, in well, full point PPR we sites? You can't send this out a thousand times. <laughs> um, so the thing is here, there's also, it's again, there's strategy involved with, in terms of opportunity costs. It depends on how the week plays out, which we don't know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But there's also, again, just forcing yourself into different lineup construction. It might get you to, you know, a higher price running back that does outscore him, even if it's not a necessarily a better point per dollar play, but he might outscore him by, you know, 10 fantasy points, which 
is going to be valuable in the end. It might put you on a different receiving structure that gets you where you need to go in, in tournaments. So it's more of a, a game theory of play than not thinking Jalen Samuels is a good play. Jalen Samuels is a good play. You play him in cash games, move on. But at 60% owned, anybody who's going to be 60% owned, you have to think about fading him in tournaments. Yeah, I have the uh, the lineup HQ up right now, uh, D-Train, if you want to go ahead and show that to the people. We currently see that 62% ownership, and that is projected for tournaments, not for cash. He should be, you know, at least 90% in cash. Uh, I did run a poll. If you're going to check my Twitter followers, uh, 738 people. I asked, you know, how much Jalen Samuels do you plan on playing this week? 68% grant, 68% said all in, he's a lock, 8% the same as percentage of the field, 6% some but less than the field, and 18% full fade. So if you're to believe my Twitter followers, uh, it's that 60% might <laughs> might even be low, which is insane. Yeah, uh, but your Twitter followers don't really fully incorporate the masses that don't care sure. at all who you are. It's a bubble, yeah. I, yeah, I, I get it. We're, we're in our own little bubble. Um, but what do you plan on doing, Grant? Just lock button, move on. I'm probably going 80. Um, like there's not a right way to do it, and any number is fully justifiable. Um, I'm just going slightly over the field and leaving 20% probably on the board without Samuel's a full on lock in cash games. Once I'm not using Samuel, I'm probably gonna end up using Walton. Um, not happy about it, it's not great, but. Walden is the main guy in that offense. It's projected to be a close matchup here. He can get volume. He can do stuff in the receiving game. Touchdowns drastically change the way that things turn out in DFS. And so if he gets into the end zone, if he gets 20, 20 carries slash receptions and gets into the end zone, he should end up crushing there, even behind a bad Miami offensive line and a bad Miami offense. Yeah, Tuttle, they're asking in chat, like, what are the pivots from, from Samuels? And that, that's kind of like you have to ask yourself multiple questions. Like, okay, once you decide I'm going to fade uh, Samuels, now what are my pivots to do so? And, and like you said, it doesn't exactly have to be the same price. Uh, it can be a guy a little bit more, a little bit less, you know, and then you kind of adjust as far as other players. And then it essentially becomes like a 3v3 or a 4v3, 4v4. 4v3 would not be fair. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess Walton is the most logical pivot. Is there anybody else that you see as like a natural pivot or it's just – a different lineup build, and that's that. I, I think the value from fading him is in a different lineup build. I don't think it's from going to a guy that's the same price because there aren't many guys in the same price range that have anywhere close to his range of outcomes. So, yeah, I, I'm Walton would be the direct guy in line with that, that projects the best, but it's, it's a different lineup build is, is kind of where the value comes from. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, like, if you're playing Samuels, you're probably playing one of, if not both, McCaffrey and Cook, right? So maybe you just hammer guys right. in the middle. We'll talk about you play Chubb, uh, Aaron Jones, and Lev Bell or something like that. Play those three together, and right. maybe that beats uh, the combination of Samuels, one of the studs, and somebody else. Uh, speaking of McCaffrey and Cook, uh, Tuttle, do you have a take as far as who you prefer over the others? You're just going to grab and shares of both or what? Uh, McCaffrey. Is it not close? Yeah, I don't think it's all that close. Okay. I think I think Cook's a, Cook's a good play, but I don't think in a if we're not worried about price and they're priced so closely that we don't probably aren't very worried about price. And I think it's pretty easy. C Mac. That's where I'm at too. Um, you know, in tournaments, obviously, you can get a little different. And you know, you also can make builds where you get both of them, which is a lot of fun as well. Grant, you have a take as far as that McCaffrey versus Cook? It's McCaffrey entirely. Okay. Uh, what about the next tier as far as Left Bell and Chubb? Uh, we talked about Walton. We mentioned Carson and passing earlier. And 
I know like optimals are spitting out Carson, but I'm spitting them back. I'm just not playing Carson today. Maybe I'm being stubborn or maybe I'll pivot to him later on if I need to catch up or something like that. But I just don't like the play. I don't want the spot as far as that game. Um, I don't think he's going to be efficient. Maybe he falls in the end zone twice. So be it. But as of right now, I'm not really on Carson. Uh, Grant, next year, what do you have? Uh, it's probably Bell being my favorite, followed by Chubb. Um, Bell, like he hasn't been good recently. There's a squeaky wheel narrative that you like to talk about so often. Thanks for uh, stealing that for me. Well, I, I, I gave you credit. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Uh, Bell, like he's going to be involved in the passing game. He has some big upside here. This is the worst defense in the league in Miami. So Bell is probably number one. And then Chubb is probably one of the best running backs in the league going up against a team that is not very good on the offensive end, I would assume, this week. Uh, so they're probably going to be running the ball a decent amount. Granted, Denver has an all right run defense, but Chubb is still a guy that doesn't matter who he's playing against. He can break off an 80-yard run at any given time here. So it's Bell, it's Chubb, then big drop to Carson and Jones. I like the, both those guys a good bit as far as Bell and, and Chubb. You sort of spelled it out. And also, you know, for Chubb on the other side, we talked about Brandon Allen being the quarterback for Denver. And, you know, this is not somebody that's highly touted. He's in there because uh, – What's his name? Just basically spoke out and they gave him like a neck injury. I it's the elite quarterback. I forget his name already. That'll help me Ryan out. Ryan Fitzpatrick? No, no, no that's Flacco. not. <laughs> Joe Flacco, there you go. They just said, yeah, he's got a neck. He's done for the year. Uh, Brandon Allen all of a sudden stepping in and he could be an absolute disaster there. Maybe he turns the ball over a couple of times and, you know, Chubb is well positioned to score. Maybe get a couple. Maybe he pulls a Kyle Allen or a Daniel Jones. Yeah. Kyle Allen's not good either, by the way. Just uh, the first week he was. Oh, yeah. I mean, any of these guys can be one, you know, good in a one-week sample. Sure. Yeah, and you're getting one at a 4.1K sample size. All the quarterbacks that are rookies that seem to start their week one, first week, just off to a hot start. Are you playing many uh, Brandon Allen shares today? Yes. We've we've talked about this many times. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tuttle, what's, what, what do you have for me as far as, like, Bell versus Chubb? Love them both. You can only roster so many running backs, only three, obviously. Well, depends on where you're playing. Three on Yahoo, three on DK, three on Fando. Um, your preference, Bell versus Chubb, basically the same price. I think there's actually a, a big enough price gap to to let the site do the talking for you. DraftKings play Chubb. There's a seven hundred dollar difference. Bell's five hundred cheap or five bucks cheaper, I think, on Yahoo. Uh, Chubb's eleven hundred dollars more on Fanduel. So go Bell. I, I like both Chubb. If if they were priced similarly, I would take Chubb all the time, but uh, I think Bell provides a decent enough discount on FanDuel where I think he's the play. Are you with me on this not being Carson's week? Yeah, I don't love it, but you mentioned it, and I think we mentioned it at the top of the show. He's cheap on Yahoo specifically. He's he's real mm-hmm. cheap, um, where I think I think you can play him there. Um, don't feel great about it, but he's, he's cheap. Uh, work your way down. Who else, who else is popping for you as far as running backs? I do like some of these guys in the mid-range that aren't going to have a whole lot of ownership. I think Josh Jacobs makes a great leverage play off Waller, who's going to be extremely heavily owned. I think Derek Carr, early in the week we had Derek Carr actually projected as one of the higher-owned quarterbacks on the slate. I, I think he'll still see some decent ownership. Uh, so I do like Jacobs as a leverage play. Oakland wants to run the ball a lot, and that's the preferred method of attack. It's a good matchup for Jacobs. Uh, you can see 20 to 30 carries for him, and I think uh, he's a good play. Pretty much exact same reasoning for Marlon Mack on a team that wants to run the ball. Uh, matchup is better on the ground. He's going to see 20 carries. 
I think he's a good play. He doesn't have a whole lot of involvement in the passing in the passing game, which Jacobs doesn't as, as well, obviously. But I think both guys are candidates for multi scores and 100 plus yards, which keeps them on the radar for GP. <clears throat> so uh, 20 carries for Max, so like what 21 opportunities? Is that what we're looking at basically? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I just why can't you catch a football? I don't understand. It drives me nuts. Uh, Grant, we're kind of working our way down here as far as running backs. Feel free to add on any of those guys or add somebody new. Thoughts? Uh, Derrick Henry going up against Carolina. Not Speaking great of for... running backs that catch footballs. Yeah, well, if you go for 170 yards, it doesn't really matter, does it? Correct. No, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so uh, Derrick Henry going up against Carolina. Carolina has been good versus the run. They've been very good versus the pass. I don't think they're going to really rely on Tannehill throwing the ball when they can just rely on Henry running the ball. So I really like Henry here. Lindsey going up against Cleveland, not the worst idea in the world, not the best idea in the world, but his price tag of 5.3K. It's not terrible. Jordan Howard, revenge, yeah. going up against Chicago. more uh, A little bit more, what's it called, susceptible to the run than they are to the pass. And you can get some dump-offs to Howard, even though they're generally going to not dump the ball off to Howard too much. But I think Sproles is out in this game. Is that correct? No, he's playing. I think it's expected back as, as well as uh, DJX. Yeah, I know DJX is back. I can remember on the Sproles, but still Howard at 5.1K. We've seen him go for three touchdowns before this season. We saw him last week go for 23 carries. He's gradually increased his carries pretty much every single week, and he's slightly involved in the receiving game. So we could see a big game out of him for very little ownership and very little price. In Tuttle, we kind of go down there as far as the cheapies. This is why we, we, we had the conversation as far as pivots, you know, away from Samuel. There's just not anybody there outside of Walton for Miami. And, you know, I guess you kind of got to ask yourself the question of, like, do running backs matter? Does talent matter? Because he seems like a running back does not have a lot of talent. Of course, opportunity is the most important, important thing. Uh, and with, you know, Drake uh, gone, he took, what, 85% of the snaps last week or so for Miami. He seems to be the number one guy there for what it's worth. So he'll get plenty of opportunity, maybe – 18 touches or so or something like that. So I don't mind him. Uh, but otherwise, there's not a lot going on here. Uh, Melvin Gordon is super cheap. And, there, you know, there's been speculation that the new OC, maybe they're going to try to run the ball, but who knows how well that's going to go. And Gordon, probably a bigger name than an actual talent for what it's worth. Uh, there's not a lot for me. I, I, I'm having a hard time getting excited. The people in chat are asking about the Denver running backs. And it's still a bit of a split. And I just don't trust that offense is going to move very well because of the, the aforementioned quarterback change. Man, it's not like they're going to rely more heavily on the run. Well, they are, but the defense knows this. And they're going to put 12 guys in the box. Which just leaves, leads the way for Deshaun Hamilton, your favorite wide receiver. <laughs> it's a five-yard penalty, actually. This is yeah, a pretty good troll week for Deshaun. Oh, man. I, I You know oh, what? Gosh. Uh, achievement unlocked. I put up like 190 last week with Deshaun Hamilton. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing. Never again. Why would, you, uh, why would you play him last week and not this week? I don't know. Um, dude, it doesn't matter. We, uh, scoreboard, it cashed, but you know, it could have been a lot more fun. Uh, jump in here, Tuttle, because again, there's not a lot to say here as far as the cheap running backs, is there? Um, no, Mark, <laughs> we, we talked about it. Mark Walton's the guy, he, he is the option. Um, off, yeah. of, off of Jalen Samuels, I, I think you could actually, if you wanted to go high price at wide receiver on. DraftKings, I think you could look at some builds that that pair both Samuels and mm-hmm. and Walton. I don't think it's really necessary given the slate, but um, yeah, there's no cheap cheapy that I would like to go with. Um, 
we mentioned Denver's offense. I just don't think they're going to move a whole lot. Yes, they'll potentially be more reliant on the run game, but it's not like there's a whole lot of room for improvement on that. Both these guys are already seeing plenty of touches. Both these guys, I think Broncos have a top 10 rush rate in the league. So it's not like there's a ceiling to how much more they can actually run the ball. Um, And efficiency is obviously a huge problem there. Both are seeing pretty much 50% of the touches, 50% of the snaps. So you're banking on basically one of those guys breaking a long touchdown. If that's what you're banking on, then Philip Lindsay is obviously the better option of the two. Uh, I see Bobby in the chat mentioned Singletary. He can be kind of sort of somewhat interesting. And he saw a nice little jump as far as snaps last week. And, you know, people like the correlation of running backs with, with, uh, with defense. I don't mind that. Uh, Devin Singletary, I, I think he's worth a look. Why have we not talked about Tariq Cohen? Because he hasn't done anything since like 1972. Yeah, it's not like he's had double-digit targets twice this year and he hasn't broken off a big run for a touchdown, which we saw, what, five times last year? What are the odds that Tariq Cohen breaks off a run big enough to completely outscore Jalen Samuels? 3%? Yeah, that seems a little bit low considering he's done it, what, 10 times in his career of three years? No, he hasn't. Don't Going to the board. <laughs> That's just not true. None of that was true. All that was false information. What you can you can play him, I suppose, but you know, and there's also a value to that that running back spot where he's essentially you know a receiver. Um, you know, well, his role has just continually decreased, and he had 12 targets two weeks ago. Yeah, and it's decreased the last week when they just jammed Montgomery the whole game. Yeah, because they were ahead that game. game. What if they aren't? going to be ahead next game which is the exact same argument you would do who were we just talking about that i was looking at which is the exact same argument singletary last year seven receptions 120 yards touchdown seven receptions 90 yards eight receptions 69 yards touchdown one reception 70 yards touchdown 12 (laughs) receptions 156 yards five receptions 31 yards touchdown so that's what Six times last year? Six out of 10. 16? It's definitely not 10. Oh, that was just one year. Uh, do you want me to go back to the prior <laughs> no, year? No, I really don't. I want you to talk about receivers, please. Well, if it's 10, are you going to admit defeat? Yeah, sure. Retroactively. Do it after the show. All right. <laughs> talk, there's talk there's two more, so it was eight. <laughs> Plus a, a passing touchdown. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, what are you doing receiver this week, Grant? Uh, I really like the Carolina wide receivers. I've liked them all week, but are they going to be chalky is kind of where. A little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, are they going to be really chalky? You know, Grant, if only we had somebody that projected ownership that can help point us in the right direction. I mean, whether or not those are entirely accurate, it's kind of a crapshoot, and it's it's a tough week to determine things because. Is that shots fired? What just happened there? No, Jamino does a great job, but there's always a margin for error. And any number of things can happen. We're mostly incorporating what we hear from other touts, other websites, what we hear from basically just our point of view. And you can't fully incorporate the non-art point of view into things. So there's always random people that don't know much about football that are going to be playing a large volume of lineups. Not them singularly, but them as a collective are going to be playing a large volume of lineups over on DraftKings. So it's almost impossible to fully determine. Granted, we are more accurate than most and it could end up being around 10 to 12 percent but the margin for error much like everything is roughly around eight percent so they could be as high as 20 uh on yahoo i'm seeing samuel at seven percent i'm seeing more at six percent 
Uh, Moore is a really good price on Fandles. He's going to be higher than that on DK. We're probably sharing this on the screen as well, too, I assume. Samuel's at 13% on DK, and I think Moore is somewhere in that, yeah, 10%. So, I mean, it's always a question of, like, what do you think is chalky? Because that's always, like, a, a very general concept. Like, to me, that's not chalky. I'm not running away from it. Like, oh, I can't play a guy because he's 15%. Like, that's not the way I look at things. Uh, I, I think if you like him, play him, Grant, is sort of my, my analysis on that. Well, if you look at ownership this week, you'll see it spread out because like we said at the top of the show, there's no slam dunk wide receiving option here. It's, it's pretty spread out ownership. Um, so I don't think, I don't think you're fading any receiver this week based on ownership. Hey, Tuttle, you like Evans or Godwin? If you can predict one of those guys, who, I mean, if you look at like their best week, the best of the two, I mean, it's every one of them's like in the optimal lineup, like one of those two, one, Tampa Bay receiver, who, who's going to be the guy this week? The, uh, the, I'll go Godwin, but the, the other question is in your Jameis stacks, can he support both? Yeah. He hasn't you all know, year. I don't, I don't think it's happened once, all year. Two weeks, he, two weeks ago, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Evans 20, 20. was like at 20, yeah, which is, that's probably not enough to win like large field tournaments, but potentially higher stake, lower entry tournaments. You could, <laughs> could win with 2020 from that. <laughs> Gino's cracking me up, and yeah, he just took a <laughs> what, a, what a great line from Gino in the Gino in the in the, in the chat. Good times there. Um, yeah, the, that's the thing though, Tuttle. Like all, a lot of the big name receivers, of course, aren't playing this week either. No Thomas uh, Hopkins is playing an early game. Uh, we do get Devontae Adams back this week, and I think he's going to like. Part, people are probably going to be like wait and see mode, but he's an excellent play for tournaments. You're a, you're a Packers guy. Are we unleashing Adams, or we're waiting a week, or what? I'm torn yeah. because in the, everything would say to, to not play him. Matchup's not good against Casey Hayward um, coming off injury, but I, I think he's – you, you can make the case that I think he's still the top candidate. It's either him or Aaron Jones. If you're stacking Phil Rivers with some of his receivers, then I think you have to bring it back with Adams or Aaron Jones. Who's your favorite Chargers receiver? I mean, Keenan. Factoring salary as well? Yeah. Keenan's cheap enough now. Or yeah. there's like there's not a huge gap between them on uh, DraftKings. Grant, your favorite Chargers, Chargers receiver, you confirm or deny? It's it's probably Allen. I think more people will flock over to Mike Williams, and Allen's had 10 targets in each of his last two games. Just hasn't worked out well because of the matchup. And people say, like, oh, he hasn't been great recently. In Miami's first bad game of the year, he got a 70-yard touchdown callback. And he's faced Denver, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Chicago. So he hasn't had good matchups. And now he's going up against Green Bay, which gives him a huge amount of upside. I love Keenan Allen today. Same question, Grant. Seattle? Seattle, I'm probably going with DK. Although that's just because my favorite player in the league, Josh Gordon, isn't playing yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's going to be a hell of a blocker there for Seattle. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um I just – you can't play him in cash, I don't think, but I like him for tournaments because he's just – what is he going to get, five or six targets? You can't really rely on a lot of targets there. Of course, all he needs is one to justify that roster spot. Uh, Tuttle, your favorite Seattle receiver? Um, it's uh, I think Metcalf is probably too expensive now, so I'll go lock it. Well, both those guys are kind of expensive. And, like, Galladay's too expensive, right? I, I don't know. A lot of these Who's not too just, expensive outside of the 4K range, guys? Well, that's why the Carolina guys are going to be like a default cash game plays. I'm also looking at the Jarvis Landry in cash potentially in some spots, uh, maybe. Look, uh, I'm not happy about it, but I know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's in play on DK specifically. 
Yeah, uh, I think you can play him on FanDuel as well. He's like five five over there or something like that. Wait, is that the? I think so. Well, uh, on Yahoo, I think he's like fifteen bucks. I want to say. And like, I mean, Antonio Callaway is going to score the long touchdown, but is that hap- <laughs> not Beckham Callaway? Is that the one in one fifty? That's my terrible take week. There it is. The week Antonio Callaway. <laughs> uh, who else is like interesting? Oh, Dolphins Jets receivers. <laughs> Give me your yeah. favorite. Yeah, all of them. That's a all great of them. <laughs> Preston Williams, Marius Thomas, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, and Devontae Parker. All very much in play. Okay, all. yeah, but rank He's those guys. Who's, who's most interesting? Number one, Williams. Number two, Thomas. Number three, Parker. Number four, Crowder. Number five, Robbie Anderson. Although Robbie Anderson is more in play in tournaments than he is in cash. Tuttle? Yeah, I would put Robbie as the if, – if we're talking tournaments, then it would be Robbie is the top Jets guy. Are we ever going to get a John Brown week? Is that ever going to happen? Tuttle? Like, is he going to get that smash spot against Washington? But my, my issue is, um, hey, we were talking about Bill Simmons pre-show. I feel like this might be a Milton Berle game for, for, for Buffalo. Just 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 doing just enough to win, but not, you don't have to show off too much. Just, just show just enough to take the, the victory. Haven't they done they, that a lot? Didn't they do that against the Dolphins? They don't need to do anything against Washington. Washington's got a team total of like 13 or something like they that. They had to do something against uh, against Miami. So who says they don't have to do something versus Washington? Well, okay. The point still stands is that Brown's still yet to have like one big explosion play all season long. Yeah. It's, it should come. But, yeah, well, I'm sure like you're going to play him four years ago when he was in high school or whatever. Well, it's not like he plays over in Buffalo. It's not like he's had some bad matchups. It's not like they've had game scripts that go against him. It's not like the weather in certain games has been absolutely terrible for deep threats. But, yeah, you're right. Let's just go exactly Isn't happening today happens. is what I'm asking. Is today the day it happens? I mean, I think there's just as good a chance as any that it happens today. Hmm. Like, he's in the conversation for me, uh, more so for tournaments. So I guess, yeah, I, I don't think he's a cash game play necessarily just because of the way the salaries work. I mean, he's had 10 points almost every single week, and he gets a decent matchup here. Yeah, he's turned into, like, Jarvis Landry as far as his game log. Which is well, yeah, he gets 10 points every single week. You're just looking for that game where he breaks off a big one, in which case you get 10 points plus a 100-yard bonus plus six more points for a touchdown plus seven more points for yards. That adds 10 plus – 15 that's 25 there that's it's literally a difference between 10 and 25 is one catch yes i I understand the math do you (laughs) do you i know you weren't a very good teacher (laughs) tuttle who have we missed here as far as receivers that we should talk about or kind of glossed over maybe i mean i don't think we missed anybody alan robinson For the matchups matter, people. Yeah, he's. Is it matchups matter? It's not. You say that so condescendingly, by the way. I like that. He's (laughs) had massive volume all season long. Yeah, he's the only one that's getting any any sort of volume from the Bears. Um, It's not like he's cheap. Is the problem? But neither is anybody else, which you've already established, right? You get and you can't take the salary home with you. Like there's no bonus for saving two K. Yeah, there is. You gotta delegate a, it somewhere. It's a self pride bonus. <laughs> what was the site that wasn't there a site that was gonna do that? Uh, Grant's played all the dark alleys of every DFS site, so I'm sure he recalls if that was ever a thing. It might not have been. Maybe I maybe I made that up. There, no, was, there was one where you could spend Vic, more. Vic there was one where you were allowed to spend more than the cap and get to give up some it? points. I think it was it Victive? I don't think it was Victive. I think it was it wasn't fancy up, wasn't fan. 
Oh gosh, which there, one there was had, it? There was a site. No, there, there absolutely was. There was. This is definitely something correct. we can do on a different show. <laughs> a different time. Oh gosh. So there was um, one where you can spend more than the cap and you'd give up, you have to spend, give up some points, some equity and points, but that's a whole other conversation. And kind of interesting. Um, um, Marvin Jones is cheap yeah. in some places. Yes, he's cheap on Yahoo. He's cheap on FanDuel. Uh, I, I think you play him in both, both those spots. Do you like either of the cheap uh, Chicago receivers? Am I just trying to make Miller happen? Am I trying, trying to make Gabriel happen or just not so much? It doesn't sound like it. Not really, no. Miller of the two. We forgot to talk about one guy. Who? Oh, gosh. Uh, he hasn't had a game without a touchdown this season where he's played. Okay. Is it Deshaun Jackson? Uh, well, no. He's, I don't think he's had a game without playing the full game where he got two touchdowns, but – it is Tyrell Williams um, in oh. one of the highest totals yeah. on the board. He's still projected for decent ownership, but he's the main guy in that offense. He's the main target out at wide receiver. He hasn't been the offense much in the last four week, three weeks, considering missed two of them. He's a guy that gets a decent volume of targets. It's a guy that can break off a huge run. It's a guy that can give you a bunch of upside at his 5.9K price tag on DraftKings and 20 bucks over on FanDuel. All right, let's finish up this conversation as far as receivers because I want to I want to turn it over to the people. I want to I think it's a much more entertaining show and, and probably more informative too. We're just kind of answering the people uh, the questions in chat, which you can kind of like lean into other other conversations. Uh, Tuttle, unless you have anything else to say as far as receivers, feel free to open up tight ends. Uh, nothing more to add about wide receivers, tight ends. This Darren Waller feather has been pretty good. Um, I kind of bashed Matt Moore earlier. But I think in spots where Travis Kelsey's price tag has come down, I think he's an interesting option. Uh, he's ex- he's real cheap on FanDuel. Um, I mean, he's, he's right at the same price range as, as Waller. Uh, but Kelsey will be a lot lower owned uh, than Waller. So I, I do think Kelsey's in play where they're similarly priced. Uh, cheap guys, you're probably looking at the Colts. You're looking at Doyle. You're looking at Ebron. Doyle's the one that's getting all the talk, but Ebron is going to be, I think, the higher upside player of the two. We've seen his touchdown equity in the past. He, I think Doyle is the kind of the, the, the receptions floor guy, but Ebron has the, the touchdown upside. Um, Ertz. <laughs> we Ertz mentioned- is 16 bucks on Yahoo, and he's 4-7 on DK. And you can make the yeah. argument that uh, the field will be opened up to some degree with DJX. Maybe Ertz gets a little more clean. Uh, as far as his looks, they can't double team as likely. And maybe they'll run less two tight end sets. And that hits uh, Goddard more than Ertz. I suppose that's one way to look at it. Um, and I'm leaning. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not thrilled about it just because he's been bad. But we know he's super talented. And I'm sure Grant will tell you, four years ago, he had like seven explosion games. Uh, Grant, what are you doing here as far as tight ends? Um, talking about a guy that's had some explosion games. Bray, that Bray guy. Yeah. Explodes for touchdowns. Um, okay. I just I just wanted to say explode like four or five times. Uh, Ertz, like Sean Jackson coming back in the lineup, yes, Ertz may end up getting more volume because it may run more tight, two tight end sets. Waller, we already mentioned, he's probably the top option. Kelsey, I'm going to go back to it again because I looked in the numbers more after Tuttle tried to shut me down. <laughs> 13th in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. You didn't really look at the target numbers and the reception numbers. It's strictly the 
touchdown numbers that weren't really there for tight ends, but they were getting massive volumes. When Ertz and Goddard played them, I think they combined for about 14. Waller had about 14. And then they've had a few matchups against bad tight ends. It's a perfect spot for Kelsey, who's due for some positive regression, who's due for some touchdown regression, who's gotten a touchdown in every game Matt Moore started, I believe. Um, so Kelsey's a guy that I'm definitely looking at. When so many people are going to pay down a wide receiver, pay down a tight end. Uh, it's a decent contrarian play, and he's probably going to come in at around 10% ownership there. Outside of them, I mean, you can take a shot on Noah Fant, like rookie wide or rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks making the first stop start tend to rely a little bit too much on tight ends. Could do something. I mentioned Doyle, but like my favorite guys are probably Ertz, Waller, Bray, and uh, Kelsey. Yeah, I don't hate Fant as a punt just because tight ends kind of sort of gross. And there's a path where, like, none of the top tight ends necessarily smash. Uh, it's certainly possible. Or you don't need anyone particular. And Fant can put up, like, 12, and that's good enough in theory. He also go put up zero. Like, the floor is, is zero uh, on, on a guy like Fant. Uh, defense is subtle. Are we doing our best to get Buffalo in here? Or just within the world of salary cap, not a lot of, not a lot of value plays. So we're just kind of going to go cheap, and hopefully uh, things work out for us. Yeah, I mean, Bill's obviously top raw projection option. Um, and then it depends which site you're playing on. Yahoo, I noticed, uh, I kind of already mentioned, I, I think the Colts control the game against Pittsburgh. So I do like Colts. They're the uh, absolute min price on Yahoo. They would be my defensive choice there if, if, if trying to save at the position. Um, Draft Kings. I don't think I can do the Redskins. I I know people are going to play them just because they're below the below the two K salary floor that we've typically seen. But I don't think I can go that low. If I'm going cheap, uh, I'm probably trying to end up in that Carolina Panthers range, so that twenty eight hundred dollar range on on DraftKings. And then my GBP defense. Uh, if you have the money and you can get up to them, I like the Cleveland Browns. Um, really good uh, sack matchup for them. Uh, obviously Allen's a bit of an unknown as well as, as in terms of turnovers. Uh, so I like Browns quite a bit as, as a tournament option. I was going to say Cleveland on Yahoo is 12 bucks. If I can get those two extra dollars, I, I like Cleveland there a good bit. And if I can't get the Buffalo and I agree, the Colts are pretty solid at 10 bucks as well. Uh, start letting up questions there in chat. If you guys asked a question previously, I probably missed it. So feel free to ask it again. If you guys are on the old YouTube uh, feel free to like and subscribe. You guys are asking questions over there. We do our best to pull them and throw them here in the chat as well. Uh, Grants, you want you have any uh, anything to add there as far as defense, or it's basically the same thoughts, or what? And Grants on mute, I believe, maybe. Son of a biscuit! Yeah, on our yeah. sponsored site, Yahoo, you can play the highest scoring defense in NFL history thus far. New England Patriots. Yeah, just ignore them, which is probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just lock them in. Just take your free, free twenty-five points and move on. Yeah, that's certainly sustainable. I mean, it's been sustainable for half the season. If they give up, if they score zero points the rest of the season, then I mean, they're still one of the better defenses in the league from a DFS perspective. Anybody else to add there, Grant, or shall we uh, turn it over to the chat and uh, answer some questions for the people? Um. Season long only. Season yes. long only. Where you're going to specialize in that for sure. Uh, oh, let me ask this: Do you have a favorite stack or favorite correlation play title? Uh, correlation. I do like Browns Chubb. Um, stack sneaky stack. I, I do like the the Dolphins game. I like both sides of that. 
I don't think I asked you that. I just asked Grant. Who's your favorite like tournament play in that game? Um, tournament, I like Preston. And which yeah. quarterback do you want to run out there? I guess if it's Fitzpatrick, if you like Preston. Yeah, yeah, I like Fitzpatrick. I think I, I, I do like both sides though, but Fitzpatrick offers a nice discount. Grant, all the same questions. Uh, Philip Rivers to Keenan Allen. I don't remember the rest of your questions. That's good enough. Well, let's knock out some questions from chat. Grant, you're batting first. Tuttle, you're batting second. Grant, we have the Browns versus the Panthers. Uh, probably the Browns. This one is ambitious, uh, Tuttle. Uh, we live in the world of a salary cap. FanDuel tournaments, Fant versus Hollister. Who I believe plays tight end for the Seattle F- team. Fant. Yeah, but you don't sound enthused. No, I, I think it, that's Fant pretty easily. Uh, Grant, As somebody that has looked into wanting to play Hollister with with <laughs> Russell Wilson stacks, when when you're running less routes than Luke Wilson, you're probably not going to be much of an option. Uh, Grant, we got a twofer for Cash, Chubb, and Preston Williams versus Walton and Godwin. Chubb, Preston Williams. I can't read that question. It's like four different guys. And you taught our kids can't even read. <laughs> well, I understand. It's just not, it's not like separated. Italian Mamba, ask that question again if you don't mind. Uh, I got a twofer for cash for you, Tuttle. Uh, Russ and Lockett. So the combination there for Seattle versus Godwin and Stafford. This is cash. How can I you love, not read I that, Godwin? It's Russ Lockett, but I love Godwin. Read the question, uh, Grant. It's DK Cash. Cook and Marvin or Mike Williams. Bell and Keenan Allen or Chubb and A-Rob. Okay, so it was it's one probably Bell and Keenan Allen. All right, there you go. Knocked it out. Uh, Grant, what is the uh, what is the one wide receiver you're starting cash belts with outside of the Panthers receivers? I don't know because I'm starting it with the Panthers wide receivers. Tuttle was it Jarvis Landry? <laughs> what, uh, what what was the question? Sorry. What is the one wide receiver you're starting cash game builds with outside of Panthers receivers? So basically, get rid of the Panthers and now cash game receivers that you like. Uh, Godwin's great. I don't know if I can get there in cash. I get it. If you can make it work, sure. But Jarvis Landry is probably my answer. I think that's the answer for DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, you could justify like um, Tyrell. Is it kind of in, a little bit more expensive, but it's kind of same price range. Um, Marvin Jones is also kind of that same price range. Uh, Landry is 15 bucks. I'm pulling up my Yahoo team. He's $15. Marvin Jones is $18. I like that one as well, too, if you can get there. Uh, let's see. Uh, DK Metcalf are talking about him being the tight end. Not just yet. Not just yet, the tight end. Uh, they'll, be one of, they'll be running a lot of two tight end sets with DK Metcalf and Josh Gordon. <laughs> Who's your favorite wide receiver uh, value play, Grant? Which is kind of the same question, but not I mean, exactly. it's, it's, it's probably – Curtis Samuel or is that good sorry DJ Moore yeah I, I like Moore a good bit too and all, of course it's one of the guys from the Miami Jets game which it's hard to sort of project but we feel like they're all cheap enough that at least one or two is going to get there we got Crane in the chat saying is it the it's Devontae Parker season is that can you confirm that Tuttle is it Devontae Parker season I like that game um I, I think deciding between Parker and Preston Williams is who knows what's going to happen anyway so mm-hmm. go for it I think I have Preston, but I don't feel good about it. That's sort of where I'm at right now uh, as far as de- uh, deciding between those two. Uh, we got a twofer for you. Uh, this is for Tuttle. 
This is Matt Moore and Ertz. It doesn't specify as far as tournaments or cash. Matt Moore and Ertz versus Winston and Brait to the Tampa Bay connection there. Um, Matt Moore, Ertz. You got any love for uh, for Jordan for Jordan Howard there, uh, there Grant? I already went through it. Yes. I'm just reading the question, man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's love. It's okay. It's not love, but yeah. He's five point one. He's getting twenty plus carries probably. Yeah, he doesn't catch the ball though. I don't think he gets any carries. Again, Dean, if you get a hundred yards and a touchdown, it really doesn't matter that much. Pick one of these terrible tight ends, Tuttle, Brait, Fant, or Doyle. That's Doyle. Uh, Grant for Fanduel Cash. This is a twofer. We got Cook and Doyle versus Chubb and Ertz. Chubb and Ertz. Tuttle Goddard or Ols- Greg Olson. <sighs> Olson. This is for anyone. Anyone playing Sam Darnold? I like that game. Is that a yes? Maybe? Possibly? I like, I like that game. <laughs> uh, does anybody know if it's Evans or Godwin? Um, it's more likely Godwin, but it can be either. Play one of them in every lineup. Yeah, that's not that's not a terrible idea. Just make – just chop them 50-50 and have a – It's worked every time this year. Goals. Yeah, well, one of the two has got there most every week, if not every week. Every single week this year outside of week one, and there's been two weeks where both of them got there. Uh, and one got hurt, of course, I guess. Uh, put up like a zero spot or something like that. Tuttle, uh, cash quarterback on Fandle. Is it Carr, Stafford, or Winston? Let me bring up my ranks here. I think I got them right here. Grant, as he's doing that, uh, pick two of these guys, Carson, Eckler, or Samuels. Carson Samuels. Uh, Amendola versus Landry for cash. Amendola's been like, what, 18 targets or something like that the last two weeks or so? Landry. Uh, And Winston is the answer for the other one. uh, Grant, do you have a toothache? What a random question. (laughs) I have teeth grinding issues. Probably sees me pushing on my jaw fairly often. Hey, Grant, single entry. It's a couple guys we haven't really talked about. We kind of grazed over Holiday. Holiday versus Hill, and nobody's playing Hill today. Just throwing it out there. Like it's, nobody's going to play him. Holiday, celebrate. Um, Hill. Holiday. I got a twofer for you, Tuttle. Godwin and Ertz versus Waller and Lockett. This is for cash. Yes. Is that just like a coin toss, fifty-one forty-nine for you? Yeah, give it give it to me one more time, but both are good options. Yeah, Godwin Ertz versus Waller Lockett. Waller Lockett. But both uh, are good. Hey, how about Diggs versus Thielen? Who who's got a take on that? Diggs. Yeah, I'm gonna take the guy without the hamstring issues. Yeah, we assume he's gonna play, but who knows if he's gonna struggle or not. Um, I love how the phrasing of this question, honest opinion on Preston Williams and cash as if all the other ones are just, we're just throwing shade and just trying to like, I, I think you can play Preston Williams and cash on Yahoo. He may actually be in some of my cash game lineups right now because he's super cheap over there. 13 bucks, just $3 above the floor. So I think you can do it. I don't feel great about it, but I like the rest of my lineup. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that, that's where I'm at. I'll answer that question. Uh, can you play a CMC and a Carolina receiver in the same lineup tunnel? Yes. I believe you can as well. Uh, Fandle Cash Grant, Winston versus Stafford. Stafford. All right. You said that with lots of confidence. Well, I, I, I elongated it for every turnover Winston's going to have. 
you're building suspense for the people. Uh, yeah, so Tuttle, we have Rivers and the Jets versus Russ Wilson and Washington. Yeesh. Rivers. Yeah, I mean, Washington, I know it's super cheap, and like they'll say Allen will give up some sacks, they'll give up, uh, you know, some turnovers, but also I don't know how much they're going to be like pressed to do stuff, so maybe he doesn't feel the need to chuck the ball down the field for 50 yards after the game is over, but it's football, anything can happen, and maybe they're behind by 10 in the third quarter. Who really knows? Grant, we got to step aside and get out of here for the pre-game shows. we got tip and pick. We have cards. We have Britt warming up in the pen. JSU later on. If you guys are pre-game members, feel free to uh, ask some questions there as well. I take you guys all up the lock. Do want to thank our sponsor today, Yahoo. As of right now, the baller still 23% overlay, $10 to jump in there. 250K is the prize pool, 25K as far as uh, if you think it, if you guys finish first. Grant, finish strong. Give me a good take. Rivers to Allen takes down the Millie. Tuttle, see it and raise it. Antonio Antonio Callaway. <laughs> that's not a fold, man. That's not a raise. <laughs> Anto- Antonio Callaway <laughs> gets a uh, touchdown over 50 yards. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Uh, he's Tuttle. Maybe 50-50 shot. I'm pointing in the wrong direction. He's Tuttle. He's Grant. I'm Dean for sure, 100%. That's it. Enjoy your football. We're out of here. Holler. Take it. Take it.